welcome to Direct Off. Uh, three friends get together and talk about directors' careers and compare their best, middle, and worst film. My name is Drew Mick. I'm Patrick Huff. And I'm Tanner Ackerman. Well, we've been we've been talking about it for a long time, uh, and we're finally sitting down to record. I've watched more movies than I had, like, in, in, I don't know. I've watched so many movies in the past, like, two weeks, I think. It's definitely a, a lot of movies. It was, what, 16 movies we watched? Yep. Yes, yeah. I think. But it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah. Patrick, did you want to give us a kind of... This was your kind of brainchild, so why don't you give us a, just kind of a description of what we hope to, like, be doing on this and hopefully future episodes of this podcast. Yeah, so as Drew said, uh, it's just three guys that like talking about movies, um, and it seems like everybody nowadays has a podcast, so... I figured we might as well try it out, and essentially the premise is we talk about two directors that we think have similar-ish movies and kind of a similar career, and we pick their their best, their most mediocre, and then their worst movies, and then we're just going to talk about them, uh, argue about them, and then uh, pick a definitive answer of who the best director is, and uh, it'll go down in history as, as that forever. So who wants to reveal who our first two directors were that we picked? Go for it, Tanner. Uh, okay. I would say that could be my job. Um, Ooh. I don't know why I'm pulling up my notes to look We're at figuring this. things it's, out. It's, <laughs> fucking, it's James Cameron and Christopher Nolan. It's not like hard names to remember. Yeah, we started uh, with two small indie film directors. Yeah. That not a lot of yeah. people have heard of. <laughs> That's why I had to look at my notes, because it's hard to remember. What was our logic behind these two? Why did we Why did we uh, face-to-face with these guys? I just think that these guys have similar careers because it, it's it's weird when you think of their movies like the Titanic stars Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, but people always it's it's not a Leo movie, it's a James Cameron movie. And same with like um, Batman, all the Batman movies, they're they star Christian Bale and and Tom Hardy, all these massive stars, but they're always the director is who comes to mind. Like their movies are like spectacles like you have to see them in theaters and for some reason they just like draw people in and they gross like millions and in some case billions of dollars and i it and i don't think there's two directors as successful as these two from a box office standpoint for sure yeah like their movies are always like it's an event basically you go there because of their name and and their style i especially it's nolan holy shit so I think we should definitely talk about uh, the first movie, which is Tenet. I think we can start with, <laughs> start with that. That is, is is that still getting released this Friday, or did, did they push it again? I think they should just release it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they should release it, but they will not release that. It, it um, is getting like a European release. Is it really? Yeah, it's being yeah, released Yeah, it's actually Ireland, coming to European theaters, like, soonish. Well, I guess we got to look at plane tickets. <laughs> Well, we can't that's the thing. Get Europe is not going to be uh, oh, yeah. letting us in. Yeah, that is that would be a that yeah that makes it hard to go to Europe. But we can maybe in time for Avatar two <laughs> uh, get to Europe. Yeah, good thing Christopher or James Cameron just stopped directing movies so he could make four more I was Avatar shocked movies. Shocked when we were looking at everyone's movies and like James Cameron. What was it? Two thousand nine that Avatar came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I just cannot believe he hasn't made a movie, directed a movie in 11 years. Yeah. Well, before that, it had been longer, because Titanic was the last yeah, one before Avatar, right? 
Yeah, he did Titanic in 98, so yeah, 11 years again. Oh, okay. 13 years. Nope, 97 was Titanic. Oh, yeah, 98 Oscars. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh, no, so 12 years. So we're about to push, uh, we're coming up on Avatar. 2021 will be 12 years since Avatar. So, you know what? Yeah, you're right, par for the course Do we? Cameron. Do we want to start with Nolan or Cameron? I have no preference. I'm very excited to talk about Nolan. Let's just, but I'm not. Sh- let's knock it out. Let's do Nolan then. All right, let's do Nolan. Who wants to start? Well, do we want to start with their? Are we going worst to best or best to worst? Did we decide that? I'd say let's kind of talk about. Let's let's start with their worst, and yeah. and and work up to their best. And for me, there's like two movies that I, I'd be fine. I mean. I'll just start off by saying I like all of Christopher Nolan's movies. I don't think any of them are bad, mm-hmm. per se. But for the extra purposes of this podcast, I'm going to pick one that's the worst. And I think there's two, for me, that are clearly below the rest, in my opinion. Okay. Um, why don't you just start us off, then? Give us give us your two and like give why they could be the worst. I think the two that are the worst for me are the... And worse is relative, obviously, but Interstellar and The Prestige. I mean, and Interstellar just didn't didn't work for me. I I don't know if if you walked out of that movie and you said you understood the ending, you're you're lying to yourself. That movie <laughs> that movie made no sense, and it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, my thought when I watched Interstellar recently uh, for the rewatch, obviously, was um, the last hour doesn't make any fucking sense. No, like just none of it makes any sense. I don't. I like. I kind of get it, but it's like, like when they uh, decide they have to launch into the black hole. Like I, I don't even understand that. Like are, they're like jettisoning the rest of the ship off away from it, or I, I didn't get it. Did, can anyone explain that part to me? I mean, I can't. Um, I can try. <laughs> <laughs> so they needed to send Tars into the black hole to gather data. That is beyond the, I don't know what it is, the event horizon, like some some data that was essential to get back to Earth, and it was essential to the equation to be able to launch that big uh, space station that ends up like picking up Matthew McConaughey at the end. So they needed to launch them in there, and they were also dropping weight in order to, because they were there to begin with, to slingshot off of it to get to that last guy's planet. Okay. So, I did so, not fully follow that. Because, like, the whole point is they're trying to figure out the equation for for some gravity equation, correct? Because yeah. they can't... I don't understand that. I just know that it's kind of their MacGuffin. They need data, some some data that only the black hole can give them Yeah, and by going into it. it but, it, like, yeah. And it's, it's, and it's like, rough. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, I didn't see it in theaters, and I know that there's, like, people out there that when they saw it in theaters, it, like blew their minds because it is like pretty visually stunning oh, I'm sure like oh yeah. yeah i saw it in theaters and it definitely is visually amazing but that doesn't like make up for a lot of like where i like i, I it doesn't really make sense when he's in the black hole and he's like touching the bookshelf and stuff and then like what happens after that's done doesn't make any sense to me how does he get found like all that yeah and, and then oh, they're talking shit. about the the fifth dimensional beings are them which yeah. didn't make any sense. It's, I don't know. Are, so is like, there fifth dimensional beings or are there not? Or is it just them? There are. It's humans in the future who have evolved past what we are now, obviously. Okay, but Drew, I need to know, did they you go, just get this from context or did you have to read this? 
You know, I don't know anymore. Okay. I, I, I don't remember if I read it because, like, it's what I've gathered after what two viewings now, maybe three. I don't, I don't remember if I saw it in theaters, but I know I saw it. It's like it's humans that have evolved past, and in the future, they are like looking back and rescuing people, and they're the ones responsible for this weird space that Cooper finds himself in with the bookshelves. It's like they say it's something for him to understand, even though it's trippy as all fuck. Yeah. Um, and so I, it's, I also, how long was he stuck in the actual bookshelf room? It wasn't very long, right? Cause like, I don't know. Think so. I think I it's think one of those where time works differently things, right? I think it, what we're expected to figure is that like him in that space, like he is existing in a place past time, like, or something. Yeah. So then when it's all collapsing, they're able to spit him out in basically the path of the new space station. That's the the fifth dimensional beings put him there. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but honestly, <laughs> I hate talking about it. I'm pissed off at myself okay. for knowing this and like uh, yeah. Uh um, I it's did, really hard to understand. I had one more question. How the so he like says to Murph at the end, he's like, "I was your ghost," and she goes, "I know." How did she know that? What what made her figure that? I did I that I could not like grasp at all. How she was able to figure out it was him. even after two showing or two watches, I don't understand how she was able to figure she it was out. Like, oh, I, this is clearly my dad doing this. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't understand it. So were that was that the one that of, you guys were also thinking was the worst or? Um, you you said the Prestige and Interstellar, yeah. The, the, as your bottom two, there are some things that bother me about the Prestige as well. So I I would definitely I can talk oh, about the Prestige sorry, a little bit. I was gonna say I do have two that I said could be worse, and Interstellar is one of them. But my other one is different than the Prestige. Which one is it? Oh, really? Uh, do you want me to go now, or did you? I thought Drew was maybe gonna go. In yeah, it. just go. Oh, yeah. Did you have Prestige as one of yours, Drew. Yeah. Okay, I can go, and then we can maybe lo- that may because I actually did put in my general rankings. I put Prestige lower than Interstellar. Um, okay. But those were my bottom two for sure. So what, we can talk a bit about Prestige and why it's probably a contender for worse. Yeah. I would say, in watching this movie, um, this was the second time I'd ever seen it. Um, the first time was great because I was oblivious to what was going on, and when the reveals happened, the twists. Um, with Christian Bale being the twin brother and that, that was really, truly astounding to me. I don't know about you guys or if it was spoiled, but I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's so simple, but hidden right under us. And then the second time in watching it, it was fun to watch in that, like, I knew what the twist was and you could pick up on, like, they are just spelling it out to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But beyond that, like, I just wasn't that impressed with it. And if I were to watch it a third time, I'm like, it's it's done. I I've picked up. I've gotten everything I think I I can get from this movie. Yeah, you even Um, made a comment in our group chat that you're like, I think mm -hmm. Prestige is a two watch only movie. Yeah, and maybe that's very harsh and very extreme. But like, honestly, I don't think I I don't feel the need to watch the Prestige again. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar. It's like you, you watch the sixth sense and then like, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't rewatch it a bunch of times. Cause like, no, agreed. The, the twist is like the whole thing. And I think mm-hmm. the prestigious twist was super good the first time. Like it's very well done, but like upon repeat viewings, what I did is this, I started to like, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like they could have just done this and not ruined each other's lives. Yeah. Like, I I just feel like the two brothers handled the ones in love with Scarlett Johansson and ones in love with... 
the so other lady. Shittily. That so could not have poorly. been any worse, right? Yeah. So bad. <laughs> like they did such a bad job. Well, and <sighs> so it's implied that the wife actually like knew about the twins thing, right? Like right yeah. before she hangs herself. So if they trusted yeah. her enough and, to tell her, why wouldn't they just do it with ScarJo too? I, th- I don't know. I think maybe because... And it's also with the wife, They kind she kind of let on that she knew before then because she was saying, do you love me today? Uh, you don't. I can tell. It's like she could yeah, deep down so subconsciously figure it out. Had she just figured it out and they hadn't actually confided in her then? I guess that's something we don't know. I, I guess maybe, I maybe they didn't trust Scarlett Johansson because she initially came from Hugh Jackman's Kanji. Also, a- Hugh Angiers. Jackman just like absolutely fucking himself. He could have just left it alone and he would have... Um, still been able to do the trick with that drunk and had nothing ever happened to him, not like break his leg and all that stuff too. It was because he went poking the bear. Yeah. 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 It's just a frustrating movie to it's watch. Like, both those people just fucking and suck. Rewatchability aside, I'd say still just, it's probably low still for me. Cause like, I, I realized as I was talking, I was like, I'm judging it off of its rewatchability, which isn't fair. I don't think, I think yeah, probably as a not. movie itself, I think the yeah, first the first but, time I watched it, I probably liked it. I definitely liked it more than I liked Interstellar because when I left Interstellar first time, I was just like so confused that I was annoyed that it existed. Mm-hmm. I was like, that movie was too confusing for me to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. See, like the first half of Interstellar is just dope because you know a lot all these movies are good. Like even at their worst, they're corn, very good man. movies still. So I, I feel like just I have to keep restating that because I don't want people thinking I hate on any Nolan film, but. It's uh like just mm. McConaughey being McConaughey, and I love the scene where he's like with the principal and the teacher, and then he's like yep. talks about the baseball games. Like, I think I'll take her to that, and she's like, "Fuck yes, Matthew McConaughey." Yeah, I also don't understand. It, it's not relatively clear what what is wrong with the Earth. Are they running out of re- like? <sighs> it's are they running out of resources? On the deep or are they running out of food? Or are they running we out of food I... because they're running out of resources? I don't understand. My sigh is because it's so fucking confusing. But what I gathered was that the earth, like the nutrients in the soil is getting so used over and over again. I What did I say? It's like how farmers now need to rotate their fields between like soy and corn because corn yeah. uses certain like nitrogen or something. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not a farmer. Sorry to all the farmers who are out there that are listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> I just know that because of like corn uses up certain nutrients, so they switch to soy for a year, and that kind of restores the nutrients. What I gather in Interstellar is that the Earth is kind of used to the point of it's it's very hard to grow stuff anymore, and so it's like dying. So that's why they need more farmers, is because it's so hard to grow stuff. More farmers devoted to buying or growing food, therefore that it takes away from technology to. That's why Coop, who was a engineer and and uh, pilot for NASA, that's why he was pulled into being a farmer because NASA was got d- dissolved basically. The, and the, I don't know the plot point where they're like, we we now say that the moon landing was faked just so like kids won't want to be astronauts. Very it was weird, weird to yeah. me. Like, why did you that need made, to like say so. that? Made no sense to me. Like, couldn't you just say, hey, yeah, like. We wasted a bunch of money and resources on space yeah, exploration, so now we can't do it. What their point is, is they're saying, like, yeah, we made Russia waste a lot of money. And no, just flip it and just say, yeah, we wasted a lot of money, too. Like, that would be enough to deter it, I would think. Yeah, I don't know why you would have to, like, yeah. rewrite history. Like, it, It's kind of out of left field 
but it does lead to that awesome moment with the baseball yes game i think but like yeah it's 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 weird also sorry but how are they in were they in the midwest in the yankees were <laughs> i love how we started talking about the prestige then we and back now we're back on it but like why why are they in new york cliff they almost drive off of yeah, like that's like not in the Midwest anywhere. Let me let me tell you. It's well, it could be kind of like a quarry. I kind of, was it was it not a quarry I that was filled in with water? Because like it just like you can't see the end of the water. I thought I don't remember. So I guess they're in New York. Oh, so like upstate New York? Yeah, I guess. And the yes. Yankees are now in upstate New York. Oh, oh you're yeah, right. No, it was the Yankees. Yankees. Good call. Yeah, and then huh. apparently another really bizarre little thing I noticed was when John Lithgow was like popcorn at a baseball game that's weird i need a hot dog it's like people have fucking what? popcorn at baseball yeah. games all the time like what are you talking about weird shit too <laughs> though i did really like lithgow's performance yeah, i thought I he know. was yeah, very he was, good the amount of time he was on screen i think everyone i think i liked everyone yeah really probably. i mean it's acted wonderfully it's directed wonderfully it's just the story I, gets so the, fucking confusing i would say i was not a huge fan of anne hathaway in this movie yeah, oh, okay. That's, that's kind of. I paused. I when thought, I, said it. I was like, I, I thought Jessica Chastain but... was much better than her. Um, yeah. Is it Jessica or Jennifer? I think it's Jessica. Jessica, know. you're the expert on that. Um, but I thought Anne Hathaway just like wasn't. She just wasn't as good. And she as pissed she me off is. on the water planet. Yeah, oh, for sure. Also, no, I'm going to keep dumb. moving forward. What? Wes Bentley. The guy that the guy with the beard that was in American Beauty, <laughs> he, bl- just, he blew a like yeah. ten nothing lead. Yeah, <laughs> just, just literally died. Stares death in the face. Like all he had to do was Anne walk Hathaway inside the door. Should have died. And he's just like, no, uh, he wanted to catch that sick wave. <laughs> he caught it all right. Yeah, he caught it. Anne Hathaway though, probably my least favorite. But also like she, I really enjoyed her. Directed by Nolan and. Uh, rises yeah I think, that's so. the thing she was really good as Catwoman. so like i don't know yeah it's just a bizarre her the character's her not likable in itself too I yeah think that doesn't help yeah she gets better as the movie goes on i i think yeah. just that whole yeah water planet scene was was really bad oh, it's very thought. frustrating yeah um but the thing the, yeah like you said I, like mcconaughey is really good in that movie i think and yeah, just Matt Damon, an excellent turn as a shit heel. Oh, just for real. He, he can Casey that. Affleck not go a movie without punching someone? What'd you say? I just need. Can Casey Affleck go a single movie without punching someone? Because I, <laughs> I think we'd be hard pressed to find one without Casey Affleck just laying someone down. Casey Affleck is anyway. <laughs> excellent at just like looking sad. He just yeah, he is yeah, very he good at that. What's that one that takes place in Maine where he's just yeah. sad as shit? That's I, Manchester by the Sea. It just feels like you got run over it. by a train after you watch that movie. <laughs> I have yeah. not seen that, but I All right, I believe anyway. he would have a role like that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, maybe we shouldn't maybe focus on the, on the actors, but honestly, I mean, the actor's performance directly yeah, correlated with the director. It. I think every, yeah. every single thing can affect, like, how it looks visually, how the actors right. are and all that. And so, sure. would you guys say that, would you agree that Interstellar's Wait. the the pick here? I think by the, the, the thing that, well, we need to have Tanner. Yeah, yeah Tanner is one that. What which, was yours? I Drew already knows. He guessed it the other day. Is it Insomnia? Uh, yeah. I wanted yeah. to like this movie so much more than I actually did like it. And, like, I, I told you guys, like, as I, like, was watching the opening and stuff, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting, like, Alan Wake vibes from this. Like, they're going to, like, a logging town. And it's, like, oh, there's a so mystery much, yeah. and stuff. And, like, it's a Nolan film. Fuck, there's gonna be some sort of twist or something. Because he loves just high concept shit. And then it's just, like, Al Pacino 
being a pretty good actor. I mean, again, all, all these movies are good, but like, I, I think Insomnia is the worst of all of his movies. It doesn't feel like a Nolan film. I don't think Robin Williams fits the role right, in my opinion. It just didn't... Oh, really? I, I, I didn't I like him. Robin Williams was good in this movie. I thought he... I It really shows off his range to me, then, but... I mean... I, okay, also, why the fuck would you have a hotel in an area where it the sun won't set for, like, a month at a time and not have blackout curtains? Uh, that, the, <laughs> it was the 90s? I don't know. That's the only that excuse I got. That made no sense to me. <laughs> um, but also, like... Like, the movie's yeah. supposed to be about insomnia a little... Like, I mean, obviously, the title's not entirely what the movie's about, but, like, they didn't do a good job of showing it affecting him until, like, the last 30 minutes of the movie, I felt, at least. I think that kind I, of the big thing with this movie is you're supposed to, like... You don't know if Al Pacino shot his partner on purpose or if it was actually, like, an accident. And I think that's kind of the yeah, whole... Yeah, that's... That is the did the top fall or did the top yeah did, did it wobble at the end? That's like it, the moment. And I I just that no I, I kind of liked it just because it was like there just aren't a lot of movies like that anymore where it's just like a murder mystery that's well directed yeah. and well acted and it's like a good story. I guess I didn't like because yeah like halfway through the movie Robin Williams is already talking to him and he's like yeah I did it it was me and then his whole like. I don't. I didn't understand some of it. Like, why did she just give him the keys to his vehicle and he drives off and like throws up on a dead dog, and then goes back to his room and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna wrap this towel around my gun and go shoot that dead dog again." He um, had to get the ballistics. No, I, I get right why he dog, did it. I just thought it was dumb. Yeah. You ever get so upset that you need to go out and shoot a dead dog? Come on, man. It, but like, I will say the scene where he ends up under the water under the logs. Fuck that. That was done well and scared the shit out of me because that's like a nightmare of mine. Also, uh, Robin Williams, sneaky athletic. Look I at guess. that. I just <laughs> holy shit, him just like when, Olympian when over Robin those Williams logs is in the interrogation river. room and shit. I just hate that whole scene. I just, I didn't. I think you're supposed to hate I it, guess. man. I just, it's like it was, it was fine. It's a fine movie. I mean, anything Christopher Nolan makes is fine. I, but I, I just went. I, I came away from it being like, man, I really thought that was gonna be great, and it was just fine. I have it. I I have it ahead of Batman Begins, The Prestige, and Interstellar. And below the I rest definitely of it. have it third. I have Insomnia, Interstellar, and then The Prestige on my list. Okay, so yeah, but I mean, you guys is... know me. I, I am a sucker for j- mm-hmm. just give me a crime drama. Yeah, you I'm, do love crime. So yeah, one hundred percent on board. But I mean, I, like we said, I, we loved all of these movies. They were all very yeah, every fun. single. One I'd never seen movie. Insomnia before. Yeah, this, yeah. this was my Drew yeah. and I. This is our first time watching Insomnia. I assume you've seen it multiple times, Pat. Yeah, this is like my third or fourth time seeing it. Uh, something occurred to me and i wonder if we should do this like from now on should we just run through what their uh filmography is oh shit, uh, yeah we probably should yeah we sh- so we should have done that maybe at the beginning so christopher nolan's movies in order of release and i know someone out there's gonna be like whoa he directed the following he directed the following we we didn't count that first movie because it's like an hour and 10 minutes and, and it was we like also a film school yeah, right? and we also didn't count Piranha 2 because I feel like he just kind of got... For Cameron. Yeah, for Cameron. That was just like thrust upon him and he just we'll, finished We'll it. talk about that when we run down Cameron's films. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, Nolan's movies are oh. Memento, Insomnia, Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, uh, yeah. Inception, Dunkirk, and... Uh, hmm? uh, no, sorry. I fucked this all up. Uh no, you were right up until Inception the in dark order of release. Inception, then The Dark Knight Rises, and then Dunkirk. Nope, nope, you're missing one. What am I missing? 
It's the one you think is oh, in, Interstellar. Interstellar. I left it on purpose because it's so bad. Interstellar, then Dunkirk. And then Tenet, of course. Yes. Which we all said is our favorite. Yes. Yeah, the trailer for that movie yeah. looks dope, though. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. D- I yes. haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't think any of us were saying it doesn't actually look dope <laughs> as hell. Uh, no, we're just kind of poking fun at it for just, you know. So yeah, I hate the word. I we think live in, because basically. we all had Interstellar within our group of what we could say is the worst. Are we in agreement that we're going to have to say that's the worst one? I think the fact that we were talking about the prestige and then it like veered right into Interstellar yeah. territory. I think that's, that's pretty that's telling. Pretty telling. <laughs> well, and like, I know I'm not going to convince either you two of insomnia, especially not Pat. So that's a no chance there. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, my thing with it, at least I like understand what happens in insomnia. Like I know what happened. Yes, you're definitely right there. That is true. And it's 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 more rewatchable. Like Interstellar's two hours and fifty minutes. Like that's a long movie. Yeah. Yes. It, I'm getting frustrated again. Yeah. yeah it's Interstellar. Okay. Is this? It's Interstellar. Uh, um, yeah. I'd say Interstellar. Let's. So then, should we just move on? Yeah. Let's let's move on to what is the most mediocre. And I'm curious because I feel like with mediocre that has like the biggest wiggle room. I bet this this will be the ones where they're the most like not consistent. Is what my guess is. Mm. like i think there's like a tier i think there's three movies i could be talked into four movies that could be considered his top and so like that would leave so like i think his three most mediocre movies are memento the dark knight rises and insomnia are like middle Mm. of the road entertaining movies but like they're not masterpieces and i know some people really really love memento yeah i'm one of them so like yeah me too um that's curious because none of those are what my like most middle of the road movie is though i think mine is going to be a little controversial for me thinking it's his most mediocre sorry pat what were yours again sorry what were your middle i think my middle are memento between these three memento the dark knight rises and insomnia so like we have nine i think I broke mine into tiers. I think the lowest tier for Nolan is Batman Begins, The Prestige, and Interstellar. And then the middle is M- Memento, Rises, ba- Dark Knight Rises, and Insomnia. My middle three, well, I guess we share Rises, but I have Inception, Batman Begins, and Rises. So mine is Batman Begins, Inception, and Prestige for my middle three. Uh, but my, my pick, I guess mm. I'll just get a start here, is Inception. I think Inception is his most mediocre film. Which seems uh. crazy because it was like nominated for like best picture. Um, and again, like it's it's because Nolan's films are so fucking good that Inception could even be like considered his most mediocre on my list. But part of it is when I was rewatching it, it's like it's it's excellently directed. Like the scenes are the action scenes are dope and stuff, but like it doesn't make any fucking sense again. I think I mean it doesn't make sense, but this one it makes. I can like follow this movie, and I think I understand okay, it. Let me pretty let well. me give you my pitch for what parts super don't make sense. The whole okay. you'll go into like purgatory if you get um, shot while sedated, uh, basically, and like how Leo and his wife end up in purgatory, but then all he needed to do was convince her to kill herself along with him, and they would come back. So it's like, wait, so you're not in purgatory? Like you're just you just have to remember to kill yourself. And then when he goes there at the end, he's like, "All right, I'll get you out of here, no problem." And then I gotta go get uh, the Asian dude real quick, and it's like no problem. Yeah. So the thing is, is I also agree with you. I don't know how they wake up from limbo once they go because they limbo. talk about it. That was they that pitch was, it like th- that that's the be... end. If you do that, you're screwed. But then it's like, no, I've been there before. No, don't worry at the end. I'll get out of there too. Don't worry about that. I can go in. And then yeah. also, like, it's very convoluted. They're like, okay, it's we're going like, to tell him this, and it's going to make him think this. 
So that way he'll get rid of his father's company. They never, like, explain that well. I, I'm sorry. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, I understand that. Like, basically, they want to use... Remember, there's that whole scene where Leo's like, well, we should all... Like, positive reinforcement always trumps negative memories or whatever. So they basically, like, want the last memory of his father, him being like, no, I don't want you to be like me, like... Start your own. Okay, I guess once it's the final part, and don't follow my footsteps. Kind of makes sense, but also where he does the play where he's like, "Hey, you're in a dream, and I'm your your guy now." That didn't make a lot of sense to me. The where where they called it like the Mister Jones or whatever. Yeah, where he has yeah, a Mister whatever name. Mr., uh... I mean, yeah, I I understood that. I understood what they were trying to do. It's definitely confusing, but. It's like with this movie, you have to suspend a for bit sure, of belief. But like, I mean, that's th- these are like high up people that are talking about dream theft, like middle. it's every day. Because like I do get it's what weird. they're doing. They're like, hey, we're tricking him into thinking we're on his side in this dream. But then how are they like? He's just like, okay, I guess I'll go to sleep again. He just like is on board for that immediately. Like, yeah, that's what's I, confusing to me. I guess the difference between this not knowing what's going on in Interstellar is that like basically Inception's just like a big heist movie. So, like, I understand that they're just trying to steal something. Yeah. And I do That's love true. a good heist. Yes. And I mean, obviously, this and is inter- in, Interstellar. In Interstellar, I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. It's a heist to steal the data from the black hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe if you think of it as a heist, you'll like it a lot more, Pat. And Inception has three awesome performances from Leo, Just Gordon Levitt, and Tom Hardy. Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing with that. Tom Hardy. They, they are all Goddamn. great in the movie. Even uh, Killian Murphy also, is crushing it in this movie. Killian Murphy. Ken Watanabe, I love in like everything. Is that how he... Yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, I love just about everything he's in. I think he does a bang up job. He's in The Dark Knight. But. Right? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, he's the original no. Razagul or the fake Razagul, whatever. He's yeah, he's in Batman yeah, Begins okay, as yeah, the yeah. imposter racial. He, yeah, he's very like, but like not a likable person no one in the movies he that. plays, but he's very good at what he's doing. Yeah. There are some things that bother me, like the fact that Ellen Page's name is Ariadne is very Yeah. What is that? The Greek goddess of dreams? <laughs> no. Are you kidding no, me? No, she's the it, you you know the Minotaur story where they go in the labyrinth? Yeah. I, oh, that's I it. Th- Greek goddess of mazes. Yeah, I think Ariadne. Yeah, it's, I think she's like the one who creates the maze that the Minotaur is Jesus. in. Are you so. shitting me? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's no. Yeah, I looked that up too for sure. Very. Uh, I was and it, she, a little on the nose. And she's like the only name like that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so absurd. Then yeah, like I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about Inception, and they brought up like how in Harry Potter when. Uh, Professor Lupin is like obviously a werewolf, right? Like that's <laughs> He's a, a werewolf, obviously. That's a that's a very on the nose name. But like, there's 50 other names in Harry Potter that are super on the nose, so it makes yeah. sense. And Interstellar's just like, oh, this one person is going to be. You mean Inception? Named Inception? Yeah, it's going to be Ariadne. It's weird. Oh, one other thing I did want to th- get it's out like, there before we get off Inception is, um, like, is Leo asleep the entire movie? Because there's like the part where, um, uh, the dude who plays Alfred. Why can't I think of his name? Michael Caine. Michael Caine has been in every movie of Nolan's since. Because he wasn't in Memento. Batman Begins. Was he in Dunkirk? He's not in Insomnia. He had a voice cameo where he, it's so like iffy on that one, but he was one of the voices over the radio uh, to gotcha. Tom Hardy, I believe. Okay. 
Sorry, what were you saying, Tanner, about Michael Caine? uh, No, when he tells, like, Leo, like, uh, come back to reality. And there's a couple other parts where it's like, wait, is Leo just asleep this entire time? Is that, like, what the mind fuck is supposed to be in the end? Well, there's a theory on the internet, probably on Reddit, that the whole Mm. movie is Dom is dreaming. Yeah. Yes. That's the whole top thing at the end. And there's there's also a theory that Ellen Page's character was was sent in by Michael Caine to figure out if Leonardo DiCaprio actually killed his daughter. Oh, mm. that's and new, that would ex- I could definitely that explains why she asks sure. like 900 she, questions. She is very persistent about it. And she's the one that just yeah, and she like goes down the elevator. She's she's like the plot explainer throughout the movie. And she's like asking questions the whole time. That's true. But yeah. I don't think oh, that I, I don't believe either of those. No, but it's it's just it, kind of fun to. Look Inception at. is an interesting movie because it like spawns, generates these questions and discussions. I definitely did have it as one of my mediocre movies, but it's not what I'm going to argue as its most mediocre. What, what one is the one you would say, Drew? I would if we're if we're done talking about uh, that, I would say Batman Begins, and you guys know me. Yeah. I love Batman. I literally have a Batman symbol like <laughs> tattooed on my my on my body. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this, it just, it's one of the, it's a rare instance where the sequel outshines the the first movie. Oh. Like that never really happens. Yeah. Um, I think both sequels just, I, outshine it. I wouldn't. I disagree with say that. Say that I had a lot of problems with Rises, yes. but that's not what I'm arguing. I would say Batman Begins is just. I felt like it needed to be bigger for Batman's first showing for Nolan. It just. It felt like it. I am having a hard time just explaining it. One thing I thought of, like the fact that he fucking he he kills Ra- Ra- Raz al Ghul at the end, Ra's al Ghul, whatever. Yeah. He kills him at the end. He's just like, no, he doesn't. I'm not going to kill you, but him. I don't have to save you. Dog, you're killing him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the same thing. <laughs> don't, don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of the whole thing with superhero movies. It's like there's no way, like he drives a tank through multiple buildings. Like there's no way someone just doesn't die, like as yeah. collateral damage. He's going on like. He's going on the highway and just like mowing people down. Mike and they address it. Michael Caine, Alfred is just like, it's a miracle no one was killed. And he's just like, I didn't have time to obey the or to observe the rules of the road, Alfred. It's like, I don't know. Maybe Nolan is trying to make a case yeah. that this is a Batman that is a little more loosey goosey with the no kill rule. But don't flat out tell me at the beginning of the movie, I'm not going to kill this guy. I'm not going to do that. That's not who I am. He throws the gun in. If the... you're going to turn around. What? That yeah, that was like a big symbolic gesture. He like throws the gun in the whatever bay. Oh yeah, when he buys the goes. Oh yeah, or he gives his all his clothes after to the he bomb killed and the stuff. guy. But also like he was he was gonna execute that one like pig farmer who was a murderer. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. Throws hot pincers into explosives. No, you can't tell me no one died. Yeah, you can't tell me no one died. Yeah, I mean that like, whole he boy. knocks out a bunch of people and then burns the whole building down. So like. <laughs> <laughs> like those guys probably so just didn't know. wake up and got burned I'm, I'm, as i'm like talking about it, i have a lot more problems with it as it's a picture of batman but like still thought it was a great like begin i, I remember batman when i rewatched it like suge- a, a month or two ago because i rewatched all the dark knight movies in a row before we were even doing this podcast i was like yeah shit this movie is like way better than i remembered because i, I would have like if you had just like told me to rank them right then without watching them, i probably would have put begins almost at the bottom but I, I mean, middle yeah, of the road it feels definitely right. makes 
I just think Dark Knight Rises is is I my pick for his most mediocre movie is Dark Knight Rises. That's my Ooh. pick. And I could see you that. put and remind me, you put Dark Knight you put Rises above Begins, right? Yes. You think Rises is better than Begins. So I okay. guess make the point your argument for why it's better than Begins is one way it's, of looking at it. So it was following up the Dark Knight, which is like good luck. And <laughs> I would say for the first like basically all of it except for like the last 30 minutes like it kind of lives up to it like i actually think bane was a really good follow-up to uh the joker like he i believed him as like a formidable foe for batman like he was a badass he had a lot of like he i mean it's a completely ridiculous plot like he's gonna take over gotham city by building under the sewers which does gotham city just not have any utility workers for like six years <laughs> but anyways and, and like it begins with him on the plane and it's like oh the fire rises brother and it's like all this he's just completely ridiculous but it's I think, super fun i think the voice choice for him hurt it a lot honestly well, yeah because then it they just changed turned, it turned it. into a joke essentially yeah they had to change it because the trailer came out and tom hardy was like inexplicably like uh Hard to understand. He was too muffled. Like, no, right? and, and that was a common complaint. So they changed his voice before the movie came out, I believe. Yeah, yeah so I've heard they that went before. In and, they went in and edited it. I don't know. I really liked it. I did. I didn't like the whole Rosal Ghoul's daughter twist. I, I, I hated that very much. Yeah, I um, didn't hate the twist in the end where it wasn't Tom Bane Hardy. doing it really. But the rest um, of it is it's super rewatchable. I think. Um, mm. It's it like there's a bunch of scenes where it's like. Oh, he's about to blow up the football stadium and give that crazy speech. I'll watch it. Or, uh, what a lovely voice. Yeah, it. it <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's his most. I mean, there's nothing bad about it, really, and there's nothing great about it. That'd be my pick. But I mean, I could also. I would. You know, Batman Begins is honestly, is also very like just nothing. It's just right down the middle of the road. Like, well, and the plot doesn't make sense too. In Begins, with the like, we're gonna microwave the water or whatever the fuck the plan is yeah i mean yeah none of the the plots really tie in well to each other in any of those movies like even the dark knight like that one makes the most sense yeah it's the least out there kind of plan and it's because it's chaotic it's so chaotic like we don't know like was the joker really getting this lucky and guessing and anticipating other people's moves it's it's and that's what makes it such a great plan because it's like working out for him and showing that he's a genius. I do want to point out in talking about rises, I did remember that I really uh, how much it slaps. So I did move rises up one <laughs> in my list, yeah, which I, puts I it above Batman Begins. I know I was so prestige on my list also. I I moved rises up, which makes it above Batman Begins. So I'm willing to concede on Batman Begins. I I'm fine with uh, either the Batman's being the middle of the road because like so. It's not his original stories. Yeah. And they're not bad. And everybody yeah, likes them. That's true. Well, right? one thing when that's... we first like even talked about the idea of this podcast, my like, immediate thought was like, Rise is going to be my medium for Nolan for sure. Because it is the most just like middle of the road movie of all of his for me. But then like I, upon rewatching stuff, but I would be okay with Rises actually the more we've talked about it. I'm okay with Rises as well. All right. That, I mean, that works for me. I do. I do love rises a lot i i i mentioned this before um it's like an adaption of like 
in the comics, I think it's called No Man's Land, where it's like Gotham is like held hostage, basically, and it becomes just a war-torn just city. Yeah. And it's also a combination of the Nightfall comics, which I also love. But just the idea of like a city under siege is something I just always love. It's also, it's that's what it is in Arkham Knight as well, yeah. the video game. Yeah, that's what it made me think Great of. concept. Do think it is mediocre, and I do think it is kind of poetic that, well, I think what we're going to, we're about to talk about the best movie, which I have strong feelings about, but I think it's kind of poetic that the middle of the road is ba- a Batman movie, which yeah. is, like we've said, not completely original. Of course, he did his own little twist on it yeah. but like these are char- characters that have existed for decades and it's like not that original for, for sure yeah. he's he's got source material to go off of i think nolan i thought he did a lot more original stuff but i think only two of his movies are are completely original stories and that's inception and interstellar correct uh memento was written by his memento. brother but i think memento is based off of mm. a short story isn't it or is that it yeah that his brother wrote oh, oh okay so yeah okay so i would probably count that as original huh. what about dunkirk that's <laughs> that's original <laughs> yeah original okay so we're, we're at agreement though we're, we're we're agreeing rises as the media i think rises media. for sure yeah i would i would agree with that all right how do we even want to go about best i think just look at because i've written my my list down and i see patrick's but tanner yours is a mystery to us yep i wrote you it on paper what it's gonna be you start tanner yeah. Okay. Um. I didn't. I don't know where your list is, so I'm not even looking at it. But I have a feeling we all have the exact same one. I mean, I. I think. Mm. So I will say there's two that I would. I have that I kind of flip flip on. Um, which are not what I expected. So I'm. I'm gonna go with the the one that probably isn't the consensus number one. Um, Dunkirk. Mm. When I watched it, dude. Like I love Dunkirk. I was fucking blown away. I did not expect that to be that good of a movie. Like I was pissed off i did not go see it in theaters after i watched it um two nights ago that movie yeah, dude, is it... visually amazing it's beautiful it's just fucking amazing to look at like i wish i could have seen it in an imax theater or something yeah when i saw yeah. it i saw it in an imax and and it is just like start to finish just like super intense like it just starts and with the the flyers falling down like that's so cool yeah that's then... such a great visual start and and then it just like it doesn't explain anything it just like starts and it's just like full throttle no dialogue basically for the first 20 or so minutes at all yeah and it's like overall there's like very little and the the first bombing scene where he's just like laying down and it shows the bombs like coming towards him yeah a guy just fucking flies Like they just—they tell just, a story really with consistent action. How like there's almost no dull moments, and there's like no was. talking, and yet I was just like enthralled the whole time. So I have that as my number two, but it, same. I yeah, could be same. talked into it being number one. It is legitimately like an amazing movie, and it's just a feat. Like yeah. the the shots with the planes and stuff, like yeah, that just seem like it just seems like it's real footage of a World War II fighter and all that. And, like, the ocean's terrifying to me. Like, I'm so, super scared of the ocean. And everything with them being on the boats and stuff was just, like, fucking exhilarating. Did you know, Tanner, that it was told in, like, the linear timelines? I didn't know that going in. I was confused. And, like, so I was like, that, was that the only looks thing. like the boat. Like, when they're picking up the, the plane that went down, I'm like, wait, that looks like the boat from the other guys. And then it's like, I guess it wasn't. But then later, like, oh, yeah. I guess it is. That's my only knock on it is, is like, 
it didn't need it didn't need to have that in it and like it could have just been told in a linear story yes i would agree but like, i would say besides insomnia if this if if nolan movies had to have a twist this is the twist where it's like oh finally realizing what's going on that's true yeah yeah and the only reason i don't have it above the dark knight is because there's nothing in it that i think is comparable to heath ledger's performance in the dark knight no um i mean do we, yeah. do we want to start talking about the dark knight no, I think we can keep talking. I mean, like, I think we should talk about Dunkirk a little bit more. Drew, did you have anything? I I, I did see this in move in theaters. Um, it took me a bit to realize what was going on, but I don't. I I loved. I thought that was fine. The uh, the the play with time. It reminded me after rewatching Memento, like just Nolan playing Lucy Goosey with like time yeah. and whatnot. My only thing it's was very is, fun. It, it like pulled me out of the experience for a little bit because I had to like I was like, wait, what? hold on let me figure this out and then like once i figured it out it's fine but like it like snapped me out of like being locked in yeah to the it's like i once you realize that it is kind of like it, it does take you out of it kind of like how in insomnia once we were like oh it's robin williams yeah yeah it, it's kind of like that but so, less offensive i'd say but if if offensive is the right word i it it it, it, it was amazing i loved it every minute of it and i loved it was kind of like a culmination at the end like all of these timelines are kind of meeting up now and like yeah yeah, yeah. and it just it's a great war film and for one we didn't we haven't talked about hans zimmer yet but that hans zimmer makes christopher nolan movies amazing the music in dunkirk is awesome yes like the constant yeah. ticking throughout the movie it just Keeps you on pins and needles the whole time. Holy shit, I didn't even that catch ticking. that. But now that you say that, yes, it was always like a clock was ticking. Yeah, there's there's not a yeah. moment yeah, in the movie where like, there isn't it ticking. It was so intense. I was always just like, I mean, on the edge of my seat the yeah. whole fucking movie. Because you yeah. keep thinking something's going to happen. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to get bombed at some point or something. Zimmer did uh, something with ticking on Interstellar as well. Like when they're on that water planet. Oh, yep. he totally like does. You're right. tickings. Yep. And it's like the ticking represents as much, however much time yeah, it is back your, your on Your chest is like so whatever, tight during but... that water scene on Interstellar where it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Because mm-hmm. like, you know he's losing years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I... yeah. I'm glad we talked about Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer fucking makes Christopher Nolan movies. Yep. So For good. Sure. It really plays into his style. I think it's, I think The Dark Knight is better, though, still. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I, love I think the we Dark all Knight. are in agreement Dark Knight's his best movie. We were all the same age, like it came out when we were in high school, and I think that it was like one of those first movies. It was like, it's like a superhero movie, but it also like, I felt like an adult when I was watching it. So it was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. It's a... And it's like every Batman movie we've had up until that point was just campy as shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, here comes this movie where it's like, oh man, 2008, which Dark Knight came out, was just like... A phenomenal year for superhero movies in general. Because Iron Man came out. Iron Man came out. Yeah. But, like, I agree. This one, it's a very serious movie. It's something that, honestly, uh, superhero movies haven't truly nailed quite right yet because of all the Justice League movies or whatever they are. Yeah. Bad. They keep going for that. But, like, yeah. So, I I remember, though... um, like the first time seeing this movie in theaters, it was like you made me go, Pat. Um, I don't know if Drew was with us or if it was Kirk or one of our other mutual friends, 
but I remember you because it was just like time in my life where like if Pat's like, hey, we're going to this movie, be like, okay, I trust Pat's opinion because he's the one who like knows things about movies. And like I didn't even like see any previews for it, like didn't really know what it was about, didn't even know it was a sequel to Batman Begins, and just being like fucking blown away. Like that was my introduction, like, oh, films can just be amazing. Yeah, I saw this movie like four times and four or five times in theaters and You peed twice during the showing that we were at, I remember that. It was terrible. I wish I didn't <laughs> Patrick is notoriously <laughs> yeah. I saw this movie three times in theaters for sure. It, and it's just I saw it two at least three times. Maybe I don't know. You you go in and like the first scene is these guys like zip lining across mass, Chicago, yeah. and you're just like, what is this movie injected into my veins? <laughs> like I I, yeah. I want everything. I don't ever want this movie to end. And then the, the reveal yeah, of the Joker it's... taking off the mask and then, like, just hopping in the bus and pulling in perfectly with all the other buses. Which, I mean, if you think about it for too long, it's like, wait, that doesn't really make sense. Like, they would notice that. Yeah, the, yeah. the bus drivers would call something in. Yeah. But it's, like, in the moment, seeing it, you're just like, oh, my fucking, this is so cool. And the the first, like, the second introduction of Joker when he goes into their meeting and he's, like, talking about how he wants their, he's going to kill the Batman for him. And he's like, let me... I'm going to show you a trick. I'll make this pencil disappear. That scene. The magic trick. is just like (laughs) unbelievable. And you're like. That whole scene is. You talk about rewatchability. If I see that scene's coming up, I'm sitting down until that scene's over. I was like, I was like, wait, that's Heath Ledger? The guy from The Patriot in A Knight's Tale? I was like, no, that. Yeah. I was like, that's not Heath Ledger. And then I was like. I remember when they announced Heath Ledger as Joker, everyone was just like the guy from Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) Are you kidding me? And people were just like pissed about it. But now, like looking back, those idiots need to take a back seat. Dude, yeah. his line delivery, um, like when when this the like guy says to him, like you think you can come here and insult us and then take all our money, and he goes, yes, yeah, it is. Like, it's he says it's yes, hilarious. It's so good. Also, earlier in that scene, when he's like, uh, they're like, you cheap purple suit. He's like, you ought to know, you bought it, you paid, <laughs> and it's just like he's like the perfect iteration of the Joker. He's like, you believe that he is the most dangerous person in the room. But he's also like, like sneakily kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like sadistically funny. Like he's like, oh, maybe we'll chop up your body and feed you to your pooches. And it's like, oh, that's kind of a, a funny line. But it's also I'm going to cut you up and feed you to dogs. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jack Nicholson was very funny, but you didn't think he was like dangerous. Jared Leto was dangerous, but I, he was. I Jared Leto had a lot. Was of he broken? I think the the best. Um, the he was broken. <laughs> if you read it um yeah rip it rip it uh, baby <laughs> uh, um i'd say the heath ledger is like most uh comparable to me to the animated series like like yeah. very dangerous joker but very funny it's, uh, it's so i don't i also it can't be topped yeah no. it the the scene when batman is interrogating him is like yeah. is one of my favorite scenes ever where he's just like, he slams his head down and he's like, see the second answer's all fuzzy. And then like it's the Hans Zimmer score comes in and he's explaining like why they're the same because like the whole point of like the Joker is like to show that they're really not that different. Like, yeah, Batman's a rich guy who likes to go out and fight crime and like almost die all the time for unknown reasons really. And the Joker just kind of likes to cause crime for, also unknown reasons yeah for sure 
So I don't know. I, I also, if I got anything out of this rewatch of this movie, I have a greater appreciation as well to Aaron Eckhart as Two Face because I think he just knocked it out of the park. Oh, he's yeah. great as well. I think everyone he's is so good. In this. He and he also looks, just out of left field for him. If you could like pick an actor who's like, oh, who looks like a politician? It'd be Aaron Eckhart. Like, yeah, he just true. he just looks like a his, guy. His campaign posters that they show off sometimes. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He looks like <laughs> his dad was from the the Upper East Coast, and he played the cross. And he's just like, well, I'm just gonna run for office someday. One hundred. I think it's his yeah. chin. It's his chin. Yeah, he's got yeah, that. Chin. He's got that politician chin. Great jawline. So I think I think we are all in agreement here, right? Like, do you think there's any? Because like some people point out some plot holes in the Dark Knight that seem to bring it down, which there certainly are some. So I I chalk that up to like any movie. If you watch it enough times, you're gonna start to find plot holes, and like the Dark Knight is one that mm. people have probably watched a million times. So it's probably more often pointed out in that just because so many people have taken the time to watch it that much. I remember I watched a YouTube video of a guy like picking nitpicking apart the police chase scene with the semi and and like just like see this one takes a left turn and like it doesn't make any sense with what we just saw and I was just like yeah, dude yeah. you could do enjoy that. the movie do not care about it all yeah you could do that with every movie like if you yeah. analyze all the turns and everything in a Jason Bourne movie like you'll yeah. like it's not gonna work <laughs> yeah. out but like the the whole the flipping of the truck is like one of the coolest mo- like moments in mm. action movie yeah, history. Like it's sure. so cool. And what I like about both these directors is like in a Marvel movie, like that's 100% just CGI of a truck yep. getting flipped over. And in Christopher Nolan, he's like, no, f- fuck that. Like we're going to film a truck getting flipped over and it's going to be real. Mm. And you can and tell. it looks amazing. Yeah. That's what Nolan like, does. He does that real shit. The the like producers the like, hey, we could save some money and production days if we just CGI this. And Nolan's like, please get out of my set. Get the fuck we're, out of my face. We're filming this truck getting flipped over, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I mean, what, what right, is I like think... the biggest plot holes people complain about? I guess. Sorry, dude, to cut you off. I just want to. Well, I think for me, like, it's like a completely different movie from Batman Begins, but it's a sequel. Like, it's totally completely different. Like, True. Chicago looks completely different like gotham city looks different yeah. um like he he is it gets criticized because it's essentially like heat but it's a batman movie like i guess mm, kind of i mean yeah, it's i guess it's like a big crime drama i guess the big one i always heard people are like why did they have to have um batman take the fall and harvey dent was the good guy like why what does it matter like why couldn't they just like been like, yeah no harvey dent went bad but Batman's well, still good. I'm like, well, I then it would it would make all the prisoners that he just put away like it. It's kind of like what's happening in Insomnia. This guy yeah. gets uh, in trouble, or like he's shown to have like I don't know. Yeah, so that doesn't really That's bother me that term. much. Like other people seem to think it would bother him. Also, I yeah. <laughs> one thing one take people have on Dark Knight Rises where they're like, oh, thank God they put in the Dent Act, which made crime illegal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what, yeah. it's like, what the <laughs> doesn't make the any act? sense. I don't know, but why can't we have one of those? Gotham City now has the crime rate of Waverly, Iowa, which makes no sense. <laughs> it's yeah. like, damn, have we ever thought to just outlaw crime? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they do this years ago? Wow, that's a good point. It's something I never really thought about. Yeah. And uh, did you ever notice, like, 
so the Dark Knight isn't very comic booky. Like, there's not a lot of like schlocky, like things that you see in like a Sam Raimi Spider Man movie that are like corny. Yeah, mm. but like in the beginning of the movie, all the the crooks that are stealing the the stuff with him, they talk like 1950s gangsters. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> Which is super weird, but it's a thing that happens. I don't know. That's just one thing I noticed when I was watching. I watched it a little bit this morning, but... There's comedic parts of the movie, too, where it's like, will you be taking the whatever? And he goes, no, it's the middle of the day. He's like, oh, the Lamborghini. Much more subtle. Yeah. And then when like he drives and like mm-hmm. saves the dude from getting uh, hit by the other car... And, like, his, his playing off where um, Commissioner Gordon's like, that was really brave of you. He's like, what, trying to make the light? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. do you think I should go to a hospital when they're evacuating the hospital? He's like, you don't watch the news, do you? Like, he sells that really well. Yeah, Christian Bale is really good when he's playing, like, the douchebag Bruce Charming. Wayne persona. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah, he's very good at that. And uh, it's also funny when uh, there's some funny stuff between Christian Bale and Michael Cade when he's like, He's like it was it was a dog, and Michael Caine looks at me. He's like it was a it was a big, big dog. dog. Like <laughs> I'm gonna tell or, him it was all your idea. Yeah. <laughs> <they're going. laughs> and yeah. Uh, I just want to shout out um, Morgan Freeman, also great in that movie. I was uh, just gonna say that he he Lucius is great Fox. in these movies. Yep. So I think it's not controversial to put the Dark Knight. I think surprising so, no one. Yeah, I think surprising a, absolutely no one. A lot of like. If you're like high society, you might put Dunkirk, but I think that the Dark Knight. Is and more I wouldn't argue with big. that. I would be yeah. like, yeah, no, I, it's I a great movie, it. but it's, it's I think for good. right here, right now, I think Dark Knight for sure. So I guess that brings us to our next guy, James Cameron, Cameron the box office king himself. Now yeah, let's run record. through his filmography. <laughs> do you? Are want you going to do? A, are you doing this from memory, Patrick? When you run through it? Uh, I was trying to with. Uh, the Dark Knight, so I'm not going to do that again. Uh, or okay. I was trying to with, um, with Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, with Nolan. So his first movie was Piranha 2, but we're not going to talk about that. Then it goes Terminator in 1984, Aliens in 1986, The Abyss in 1989, Terminator 2 Judgment Day 1991, True Lies 1994, Titanic 1997, and Avatar in 2009. Um, so the reason we're not ta- uh, talking about Piranha 2 is because it's pretty, like, controversial if it actually was his movie. Like, he got thrown in having to direct it, like, last minute, and he didn't, like, have any t- uh, touch in editing it or anything like that or any rights to or something. So we just figured th- we're just not going to do it. I think he was, right? like, a... Yeah, he was, like, working on set as some type of technical advisor. Yeah. And the director got fired, and they're just like, uh, can someone direct this? And James Well, and, like, the Cameron whole crew like, sure. only spoke Italian, too. Like, there's a, there a lot of, like... Um, you know, asterisks by it if it's really his first film or not. Yeah, yeah. So that's his his list here, and I we'll we'll start with the worst. Drew, do you want to start with your? Yeah, I, I do want to just say, and I watched probably more. Well, I watched basically all the movies for Nolan again, even though some I'd seen. Um, I was struck while watching a lot of Cameron movies that like his style. I feel like his style of movie only really comes out in the abyss Titanic and avatar. I feel like the other ones just feel so far removed and maybe that's just me, but they just seem like really those are Cameron movies. Like I would, I did not know that he directed true lies that that blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, I, I associate James Cameron very heavily with the Terminator movies. That's just, even me. that feels just yeah, so I, weird. I, and then, 
And aliens. Yeah. I mean, he clearly has an obsession with, like, the sea. And the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, resources. But, yeah. I, yeah. So, go ahead, Drew, with what you think is your... Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't think this is going to surprise anyone. Um, I'll put my bottom two. My bottom two was the Abyss and Avatar. Avatar? Um, <laughs> I, Avatar, you say? <laughs> now, I, this is hard for me because Avatar came out in 2009. And Tanner, you know this, and Patrick, you maybe do. <laughs> but I went through a phase where I thought basically any movie I saw was like the best movie I ever watched. <laughs> and um, so I really loved Avatar <laughs> watching through it. Um, I, I think it I, was... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I've been on the record that this movie's been overrated since it came out. So Yeah, yes, you have always that. disliked yes, and, it. I was really you know, early on that it wasn't that good. I, yeah. I, this, this whole, I think this whole podcast is going to be just me confronting the sins of my past. <laughs> and um, Avatar is definitely not that good. I remember, I have a, this is kind of a side tangent, but I have a distinct memory of the first movie I went to theaters to see and like walked out without think and thought like that was a terrible movie. And it was like a real turning point for me. And even after that, I think it took me some time, but um, it was <laughs> ghost Rider. I was so <laughs> mad. Yeah, That's fair. <laughs> I, w- I went in and watched ghost Rider and I left. And I was just like, that was maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. And it was like, I mean, I it, think is, it was maybe a, it isn't a, good. A, That's for sure. It's, it's not quite bad. Yeah. It was like a, a click in my head where I was just like, damn, not every movie's going to be good. And then that kind of allowed me to like watch movies more critically. I think I do think, though, that Ghost Rider came out before Avatar. So, like, obviously, there was a bit of a transition. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Do we want to talk about Avatar or is, is should I talk more about the abyss? I mean, let's just get Avatar out of the way. Let's just All right. Avatar, let's yeah. talk about Avatar. I think Avatar is visually stunning. It looks really beautiful. Um, I don't think it's as good as people say, and I know, Patrick, you could probably talk about that a lot more. It's The acting is horrible for a lot of people in that movie. It's just it's a not an original plot. It's a, it's a not original plot that's amped up with, like, color and spectacle, and yeah. it's just not that great. Yeah, I just... Uh... So it's it's clearly like a a pro like the green movement movie. It's like pro earth. It's like anti corporate greed, anti anti uh, like it, it, all that stuff. I agree with. Like I agree with what the movie's trying to do. Yeah. So like that's not why I don't like it. I just think it's so poorly written. It's like Cameron literally was like, "I'm gonna make a movie using this super cool technology, and I'm gonna be the first one to ever do it." And like. I just need some type of story to get me to allow me to do that. Yeah. And like, it's just such a bad script. Like it's just so going bad with whatever story came across his lap. I, it's just, yeah. And maybe that, I, that probably wasn't the way, but that's just what it felt. I remember at the time like. though, it was like James Cameron's wanted to make this movie since 1985. He's it's, this has yeah. been a story he's always wanted to tell, but technology just hadn't matched up and then like yeah like what you say it's like are you sure about seems that? more like he made the plot after he saw how dope the technology was yeah like maybe if he did want to make an 85 it would have been more original but like dances with wolves happened which is the same plot pocahontas True. happened which is the same plot like i mean ferngold even 
Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of movies. Fern like, fucking this is Gully. <laughs> great, great pool. I haven't thought about Fern Gully in a long time. I love uh, that movie. But it's the same. It's the same plot. That's insane. But it's the same plot. Yeah. And the thing is, is like you go back, like every. It wasn't like it was re- like everybody loved this movie. Like it was reviewed well. It wasn't like Armageddon. Eighty like percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, like Armageddon is not a good movie, but it made like six hundred million dollars. Like yeah. it was, re- it was, everyone was like, "This movie isn't good, but it's fun." That's not what they said about Avatar. They were like, "This movie is amazing. It's fan." I mean, it got nominated for Best Picture, which is just insane to me. Yeah, it is absurd in hindsight. But I, I was like, Drew, kind of when I remember coming out of that movie. I even I saw it with you, Pat. Which a lot of these I probably will have um, as the podcast goes on. But like, we walked out of the theater, and you were like. Uh, eh, I didn't really like it. And like me and whoever else was with us were like, no, I thought it was pretty fun and it was pretty good. And you're like, well, it's going to win every visual Oscar, but that's all yeah. the more I can say about it. I just hated the plot. And like, wa- I watched it the other day and like, I like, it was like comically bad. Like I, yeah. I didn't even want to finish it. It was cringe. Who the fuck cast Sam Worthington? I don't, I don't understand that choice, but he's yeah, not a good actor. No. And I guess he he can play the du- he plays the dumb military guy well I guess is one compliment. Yeah, that's I mean that's clearly it. Like I think James Cameron doesn't like the military because he always makes soldiers just like these like testosterone idiots. Like they're literally yeah. just <laughs> Aliens, like walking a. morons that shoot <laughs> things. And I think it's purposeful, but like it's just written so bad. Like when I I was watching, I was texting you guys, but it's just like. Uh, from the 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 Jarhead clan, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what what, what an awful joke that was. Or like, whenever they're like showing them learning, like the montage of him like becoming one of the Navi people, and they're just like, it's like a bunch of cutscenes of him being like, oh yeah, I bank so hard on the right. It's like I don't care about any of this, <laughs> and I don't care about Taruk Makto or whatever his fucking name is. I don't care about any of that stuff. And oh, like, uh, Kokoa or whatever his name is in yeah, Pocahontas, basically. I, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't connect with any of the main characters. Like, yeah. the only ones that were doing a good job were Stephen Lang and Giovanni Ribisi, and they're the yeah. biggest assholes in the whole movie. But they play it really fucking well. They do. Like that's They're like the two brightest spots in the movie, I would say. Yeah. And, like, Sigourney Weaver, excellent actress. Like, she's so yeah. good in so many things. And she just is, like, she – it's just all the parts are written so poorly that, like, the actors have no chance of making it good. What? No. Um, you kind of reminded me – we all listen to this movie kind of uh, – or podcast, and that's maybe the inspiration why we want to do that, this podcast. But, like, mm-hmm. I remember in listening to one of their episodes, they would talk about Anthony Hopkins and going – him reading through a script and writing – nar next to certain like scenes because it's no acting required and that's yeah. what i felt was sigourney weaver's character it just felt like she was just like ah whatever i'm just going out and doing my yeah, thing she was, and getting the she paycheck. was phoning it in for sure i love sigourney weaver so much like she's phenomenal in alien and aliens and everything else i've seen her in but like yeah ghostbusters just... everything oh ghostbusters yeah. hell yeah and the the most ridiculous thing is is this movie made like 2.8 billion dollars this was the I top mean, it, it held the until, record until very recently i mean was it endgame that broke it yeah and even endgame yeah. i felt like cheated endgame was just like we're gonna release the movie again and this time we're gonna have an extra and there was like hardly any extra scene it was like not worth it it was like because adjusted, they, they disney wanted headline. to beat avatar adjusted for inflation avatar still like 
in the top yeah. ten. Yeah, and like Endgame's way down, but like I just I don't it I don't get it. I don't get why it was loved at the time. Because it was just like you've a always, spectacle. Like James Cameron had done like a movie that. in forever. They're talking about how like this, the special effects in it are like like unreal. Like there's never been anything like it, which is true. And it also yeah, like, it is true. Introduced is that true. type of 3D where like it, it went into the screen and wasn't like yeah. that red and blue type 3D. And but like it's doesn't like so much of it doesn't make sense. Like why would the clan even accept him? He's like a, clearly a piece of shit. <laughs> like yeah, can't no. can't yeah. talk at all their language or anything. Why and, was Zoe Saldana's character like just? just astounded she betrayed or he betrayed them like i don't yeah. understand like there was a lot of just blind eyedness to from the navi I, just, uh, <sighs> I, I super hate the scene when he first gets into the avatar too where he's just like i'm just gonna stand up and start fucking shit up where they're like please sit down please like i and like this probably is maybe just a me thing but like why the fuck would you not just listen and sit down and like let them like check all your vitals and all that shit and so just he's a dumb drug head who hasn't been able to walk for years which i guess yeah yeah, yeah. i get what it's supposed to be but it just pissed me off that's that whole scene made me so frustrated but that's like maybe a me thing but also like pat you talking about how he loves james cameron loves to make like military people look like dipshits yeah like he clearly like makes that character again from aliens the dude who's like at one point yells game over man game over man. it's like one of the oh, characters Paxton. that's like Paxton's a gunner fucking yeah, Paxton. yeah. <laughs> he just like does that character again yeah it, it, yeah it's really weird it, and the thing is it's like it's not like so like the titanic came out and it was like the biggest cultural phenomenon since like whatever et or back to the future or, yeah or i mean i fucking saw it when i was eight and like yeah how's an eight-year-old even gonna understand the titanic and like the titanic has legs like people still talk about the titanic like you can yes. make the i'm the king yeah. of the world if you go on a boat you say i'm the king of the world everyone knows the joke you're talking about if you like uh paint me like one of your french girls like everybody knows that joke and like um excuse Rick me and- it's it's draw me like one of your french girls you, yeah you sorry draw me you're right good call and, uh, yeah, so I was watching the Titanic last night, and like that part came up where she says, "Draw me like one of your French girls," and I went, "Oh fuck, that's what that's from." Yeah, like I had removed <laughs> yeah. it from the movie because it became such a meme. <laughs> and like, the, like Rick and Morty recently made like the whole spoof episode with the Titanic. Like, it's still yeah. in the in the popular culture. Futurama did it. It's just insane. Yeah, one hundred percent. Nobody cares about Avatar. Like, nobody no. talks about it. It's not the year up. after it came out. It was just like, all right, cool. I yeah. remember. On our other podcast we do, Drew, I don't, Headline Heroes, mm-hmm. some people probably know us from that, Um, you at one point mentioned like looking at your DVD collection and like, oh, there's Avatar, and me being like, why the fuck would you own that? Like, whoever yeah, needs to watch that, that movie again? And you were just kind of like, It harkens yeah. back to me being like, yay, movie! Yeah. And like, <laughs> Disney, Disney Plus comes out and they're like, oh, it's going to have all the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies and all the Pixar. No one was like, oh, sick. It's going to, I'm going to be able to watch Avatar whenever I, I want. Like, I forgot to no, have Avatar. I was a sound. No, nobody cares about it. And like, every comment when like it's announced on Facebook, it's like, oh, the Avatar four team. Avatar sequels have been delayed. Everyone's like, no one wants these movies to be made. And like, I'll see them whenever yeah. they come out. I'll yeah, I mean, I am going to see them because it's James Cameron. He waited too long. Like, he waited. He, he lost way it, like, too long. Yeah. Like, I just For have sure. no interest in I'm not going to pay 15 bucks to see this movie in theaters. Unless everyone does and they're like, that's amazing again. Which would drive yeah. me insane. But uh, I guess I don't want to bet against him. I mean, the guy only makes hits. So, who am I that's to true. tell James Cameron what's going on? And, like, don't get me wrong. It's one of the most – it's like a technological achievement. 
don't get me wrong. Yeah, but... I do want to comment like the the visuals and the the sound editing too is amazing because there's like a shot where uh, Jake Sully, Sully or Scully, Jake Sully, Sully, Sully. Uh, when he falls into the water and like it's the like muffled water sound and his head comes out and it's unmuffled and it's muffled again when he goes back in and stuff like that. It's like a lot of directors just don't think to do that shit. Yeah, like he knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, it's just the script is so terrible. comically bad and the plot is just so the dialogue and the delivery is terrible yeah. yeah so i think we're in agreement that that's his yeah i don't truth. think there's not even a point of talking about any others that we could think are the worst like we all agree this is his worst yeah yeah and we're talking about a guy that made a movie about water aliens so yeah <laughs> well if you think about it he did it twice water because <laughs> apparently we're yeah, gonna true return to the sea or go to the sea but whatever all so, right, we're done talking about Avatar. I'm getting pissed. Yeah, I think his three ones you can argue for most mediocre are Titanic, True Lies, and The Abyss, in my opinion. That is yours. What do you think? I I had for my... Wait, you have... Let's see. I was going to read my three, four, five because he has seven seven movies. What, are, were, your three, what are your three, four, five? My three, four, five is Titanic terminate wait is that what you said no i i have my i just read the four or five i have i think there's three movies that he made that are like excellent that are like okay. unbelievably good i have i have terminator or i have titanic terminator and true lies huh. uh i just think that the terminator is like a masterpiece i did i you know it was kind of one of those things i i don't know maybe terminator should be higher for me but it was like as i was making this list terminator just kind of like kept getting pushed down pushed down pushed down i i i don't care one way or the other about terminator i'm good with just like letting it go and like not talking about it as as a as a middle movie so that what did you say you said titanic true lies and the abyss i'm good with uh, that. yeah i mean the abyss is is worse than titanic and true lies i would say yeah so i have two that i would put potentially in the middle and it was uh titanic and the abyss for my two yeah i'm i i think mm-hmm. those those i you, i think uh tanner it is it is worth saying that you were unable to watch true lies i did not watch true lies that is correct because um, weirdly that available digitally unavailable anywhere, anywhere. Um, I watched a shitty bootleg copy, which probably influenced my in opinion of it, but I did have fun with it. I thought it was a very fun movie, but I, I really like that movie. I've seen it a bunch, but it's, it's not better than the the three that I have listened for. And I, and I don't think, you know, it's weird to say that maybe like the most popular movie of all time is his most mediocre, but I think the Titanic is like his most it's... middle of the road but it, it is awesome. Like, I watched it today, and I was like, wow, I'm way more invested into this movie than I was expecting to be. And I watched the whole yeah. thing, and it was awesome. So maybe it's yeah. not. Like, it's I a love long that. fucking it movie. Is, it's three, it's it is a little long. too long. All, every, both Nolan and Cameron are just long fucking Jesus. Like, I think that's one thing so I liked about Dunkirk and... a lot, was that it kind of broke the mold of being too long. It yeah. was very Nolan short. Films. It was less than two hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just under two hours. Wow. It but I, you know, watching that movie, it felt longer than that. And maybe that's just That's true. The ticking, that's just the the trick they play on us, but it's kind of astounding. But that makes me yeah. love it more. But anyway, yeah, for sure. we're, we're done talking about Nolan. <sighs> you Titanic and The Abyss. I would argue Abyss as most mediocre. 
Well, oh, really? I did I say Abyss, Abyss was, was maybe... like your least favorite or like, close to Abyss it. was down there. See, I just the have Abyss... a hard time saying Titanic. I have, I have a hard time okay. this. It's definitely not Until mediocre. The Titanic isn't, so that's a good point. I have no, but it, the it, thing it, is, I'm like, a hard you have to rank it shifting. compared to his movies. Yeah, it, that's the problem. It's, it's clearly below three other movies for me. I was honestly but, shocked of my best movie, the the movie. I was just like, yeah, hell yeah, I love this. Um, it's this is this is tough. I do want to touch on the <laughs> abyss real quick. Yeah. Um, just like I had, I didn't know what it was or anything. Uh, going into it but the minute i started watching i was like oh this is a james cameron film for fucking sure like i could just tell it's super well directed the acting's super good in it um but it had i don't think it's aged great in like the whole everything with the aliens could have just not been in it in my yeah, opinion it could have just been like a an, like a underwater thriller without the aliens but, yeah like a rescue mission and then that one dude goes crazy and then yeah. like once they knock him out that's the end I was surprised at how little the aliens were really in it, for sure. Like they're barely a part of it at all. It's like why even force it? I just want to shout out Ed Harris because Ed Harris should be in more movies, and that guy rules. And he was awesome in he's good in a lot of things. Okay, was Ed Harris the main guy? Yes, not not the Navy SEAL, but the the captain. Yeah, he fucking ruled. And also, like mind as well. Sorry, go ahead, Bat. I was just gonna say the the underwater scenes are like really cool because he actually like did all that stuff underwater i'm not talking about like where you can clearly tell like when they're trying to grab stuff with the submarines like that's clearly like really bad old yeah old out of date special effects but like when it's them like swimming and like um like try anything that they're doing in the suits like i read about the filming they like actually did that and it was like miserable for all the actors but james i I was gonna ask if that was (laughs) If that was really them doing it, because it looked like like if if it had just been special effects, it aged amazingly. But that makes sense that they really did it. Yeah, but, they like, like really did it. How did they do that breathable liquid? Like I was trying, I was watching that. I was like, this looks like it's not practical effects. I was like trying to figure out like, is there like a two? Is there like two shields of like, and the waters between there? It looked really good. If, I would in, guess in practical effects. I would guess was that good. was something in between them. But, like, you talk about, like, James Cameron, like, I forget how much of just a pull he had on pop culture. Like, even in The Abyss, a movie I'd never heard of, that's where, like, the whole, like, slamming on a person's chest and, like, you've never given up anything, like, slapping them, like, telling them to come back to life came from. Because that's parodied in everything now. Yeah, so just a quick thing, Wikipedia here. The cast and crew endured over six months of grueling six-day, 70-hour weeks on an isolated set at one point... Mary Elizabeth Mast- Mastrionano, Mastra- the, the, the female Master Antonio, sorry, Master Antonio had a physical and emotional breakdown on the set, and on another Ed- occasion, Ed Harris burst into spontaneous sobbing while driving home. Holy shit! <laughs> all right, Cameron, Jesus, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, yeah, but all, all that about the best. Like, I, I, I think it is slightly worse than the Titanic. I, I think I would put Titanic more above it in the like medium slot i guess i think i think the abyss does fall below the even like, though average. i i kind of was making a point to say abyss was worse it's i i do think that abyss is the most mediocre to me it could be that because it's like it felt like it could be a lot more but it kind of fell short but it was still fun but it was still just kind of yeah trying to drag that points da- it just it, there was like good I'm, and there was bad it just i'm down with that being the most mediocre because i mean it's it's well acted and like really well directed, but like the plot again is just like eh. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, the thing is, like, with where I rank Nolan's other films, like Titanic still falls in the middle of his films for me. I think that it, yeah, that's how it is for me as well. Yeah, for so me, I, Titanic is is like right square in the middle of Cameron's. So movies. I think I would have to say Titanic's is most mediocre then. Yeah. I mean, the Titanic is, like, literally built to make billions of dollars. It's a love story, like, a really good love story, and also, like, a really good action story, which is, like... Yeah, and... You, it's a perfect date movie. Happens. You could take your girlfriend to it because she's going to like the Jack and Rose story, but, like, if you're a guy, which... You're going to be like, wow, this is, like, pretty dope. Like, the whole ship crashing is awesome. If like, everything, the, once yeah. it hits the iceberg, is awesome. If you if you rent the two VHS set... Like every like the second half was right. It starts with the the iceberg, and that's the part I was like, let's just let's just pop that in. I don't care about popping <laughs> yeah, the second. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to watch Shaq and Rose hang out. Well, and so I was watching it. Like I said, literally last night. This is the last movie I watched for this. Um, and it's like the the Titanic, like the visuals of the actual boat itself and stuff. You can see the age on it, but then like when I look at it and like, wait, this movie was made in '97. No fucking movie no. was looking this good at all. Yeah. It's not even close. You know, he built like a replica, like a to scale replica in Mexico of the Titanic. Are you kidding me? He actually for the film Titanic. Yeah, yeah. He like made. Yeah, I mean, because there are parts where they're clearly physically on something. Yeah, but the part where like Jack and uh, Fabrizio, who like is in the movie for ten minutes and then like it's just non-existent essentially. I mean, you see basically Fez in that terrible actor, like very bad actor. (laughs) Um, but when, like, they're standing and yelling, I'm king of the world, which also another James Cameron throwing, like, a catchphrase yeah. on his light, guys. Um, yeah. When it's, like, yeah. panning over in, like, the whole ship and stuff, it's like, ah, uh, this is, like, video game quality of, like, yeah. the ship and stuff. But still amazing for the time. Whenever the ship is, like, it shows the ship, like, in the ocean, the the ocean looks like glass. It's yeah. Like they're in a, and there's just, like, no waves. It's It's, like, it just looks fake. But the, I would say... I'd be fine with it being the most mediocre because I think the next three movies that he made were like certified. I think they're significantly better. Like just masterpieces. Yeah. In like, uh, shit, what the fuck was I just going to say? I lost it. Move on for me. <laughs> Wait, after Titanic, the next three movies he made, what? Not no, sorry. Like, uh, uh, in the rankings. In the rankings. I think, oh, I think okay. there's three movies he made that really separate themselves from, the rest and of I, I would agree with that but um oh the titanic it, it also suffers from it could have definitely been 45 minutes shorter yeah like there's yeah. like the whole intro part where it takes forever for them to get to finding the safe and then pulling it up and all that stuff that could have been two minutes it could have been like oh shit there's a safe pull it up instead of like them just searching around for for fucking ever and then Did like you... when the old woman's like gonna tell her story she's like let me stare at the monitor for 10 straight fucking minutes before i start telling you the flashback <laughs> Did you like the the whole, like, it's a flashback type thing? I was fine with it. I thought yeah, it was a, I thought, I thought a it worked cool good. way to tell the story. Yeah. I do love the, uh, the, like, the like if you break it down at its base points, the, the meme where it's like, the Titanic's the story about an old woman who made some guys fly her out to their boat so she can tell them a story about how she had sex in the car, <laughs> and then she's going to throw yeah. the, the diamond they're looking for in the ocean right at the end. yeah. Just give him the diamond. Yeah, was, that like Jesus. bothered me a lot. Like, why would you get rid of something that valuable? At least give it to your granddaughter, if not them. Well, you know? I mean, if we're following also, the lore 
Um, it was retrieved again by whoever it was in that Britney Spears song who went down and got it. <laughs> I forget what the what? fuck song that was, but uh, do you guys remember oh, that? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember that at all. But I believe you that it happened in the 90s. Britney Spears song, Titanic. They oops, I did in oops, I did it again. There's a point where she's just like, but I thought the little the old lady threw it into the ocean. He's like, well, I went down and got it, babe. And oh, <laughs> it's so weird. I didn't know that. And that, that oh, is a amazing. reference to the Titanic. Drew, can you touch on? I feel like you're the one who told me about this. The theory that Jack is a time traveler. I was. Oh, thank you, Tanner. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So here, uh, let me just preface it by saying D- Cameron is notorious for being a uh, stickler for detail. Like when yes. Titanic was re-released in 2010, 2011, I don't somewhere in there, he changed the night sky to better reflect what the um, uh, night sky, the stars would be positioned. What was it? April 12th, 1912 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but in in jack's dialogue there are like two things that he says that like don't make any sense like he says he's from wisconsin and he chippewa says, falls he says yeah. he's from chippewa falls wisconsin he says his dad and him went fishing on a lake that is a man-made lake that didn't exist for another That's three it. years yeah um, come on james you gotta and then there's also something together. about him going to an amusement park in wisconsin or something like that that wasn't even built didn't even exist in 1912 I mean, it's, I feel like the only thing that existed in 1912 was, like, the World Fair. Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird that he would be... And it's it's also, like, what is this Wisconsinite doing in London? Like, yeah. what, why in the hell is he over there? So it's, How like, the fuck a lot of people there, think yeah. because of that and also his very updated, uh, stylish haircut that Leonardo DiCaprio... Oh, I forgot Jack that was one of the character. things. His haircut. Jesus Christ. His his haircut is that he is a time traveler that went back in time. It's It's ridiculous but it's, it's also dumb, the kind of ridiculousness fun. that i love that sounds like pure poppycock to me it is probably but it's also just oh, kind of funny sure. to read about like why the like why would james cameron not look that up did you know like, that would you have guessed that leonardo dicaprio was actually a year older than kate Winslet when they filmed this movie no not at all no Either I, would, I would have thought he was 16 yeah no he's 24 and yeah kate Winslet is 23 um, so the, the lake in Chippewa Falls is Lake Wissota, which didn't, was not created until 1915. No, 1917. Jesus. Um, which was five years, years after the Titanic sank. Hmm. God, the five. internet's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. Also, like, if you want to get even more technical, like, the, the axe that Rose gets where you have to break the glass to get the axe, like, those weren't on ships, like, for a number of years still or something, I guess. And like, I Oh, I didn't even care. think about that, yeah. Also, there's a 100% chance that Rose just cuts Jack's arm off. Yes, that too. I, I love the, <laughs> I do love the bit where he's like, all right, practice swing, all right, try to hit that spot again, and she completely misses. He's like, all right, we're good, just do it. <laughs> like, that was funny. Also, that um, water just would have been so goddamn cold. Yes. That I really question oh, yeah. how they were able to just like go in and out of the water and never dry off and just like not freeze to death the whole time. Yeah, and then also how is like she not freezing to death on the on the door? When, yeah, like like anyone should have frozen to death if it'd been the water at all, and like she was still getting splashed by the water. It seemed right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sur- survivors of the Titanic like said the worst part besides everything that just went down with the Titanic sinking was hearing the screams of the people in water, and they didn't want to go over and rescue them because they knew they would just get capsized. They would pull. Yeah, which was you know fair. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, that movie just made rich people look like the worst human Billy beings. Billy Zane fucking I, I love that. <laughs> the best like rich the, person was Kathy Bates. She was the best. Oh, she was great in that movie. Yes, I loved her movie. in it. Billy Why Zane, feel like, uh, excellent villain. Who, yeah, he who plays uh, Professor McGonagall. Why did it feel like she should be in this movie? Oh, oh, the she, mom. She could have been a rich aristocrat. Maggie Smith. That's her name. Why it felt like she should be in this movie, but she wasn't. Yeah, she definitely could have been though. You're right. I, I liked the one part where the some rich lady's like, "Hold on, I just have to go back in my room and grab something." And one of the guys just like picked her up and put her on the boat. And he's like, "Shut up, yeah. get on the boat." <laughs> he's like, "You don't understand what's happening." Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <sighs> I, so that movie's that movie was much better than I thought gonna... it was gonna be. Yeah, I it, I thought it was going to be a lot like Avatar, where the script was just horrendous, but the action was good, and it was not. It was just a way better movie. Just like there's a, there's a l- couple parts at first that are clunky with Leo's delivery of some lines and stuff, and like he does some weird like southern accent talking about spitting and shit, and it's terrible. Yeah, and like then everything f- from there is good again, though. Like once the dinner yeah. scene where he's first having dinner with them, that's when Leo starts like really yeah like acting like Leonardo DiCaprio that we know today. Yeah. So are we? We good. With... I think I, I think it, it's, it's honestly. I, I I won't lie. It really kind of pains me to put it as most mediocre, but yeah. I'm I mean, it's just the concede. most popular movie of our lifetime. I know, but I will concede. <laughs> uh, I, I I do argue. I will say there are. I mean, there's no arguing to me. There are movies below Titanic for James Cameron, and there are movies above uh titanic for james yeah Cameron for me as well so and see i guess I, I we never really talked about did we mean like what is the most they're just like the most mediocre thing they put out or what's the most mediocre in comparison to all their other movies i, I think say, in comparison to all his movies it's the middle of the road of all yes. of them yeah yeah because yeah. i, I th- so uh, my favorite movie of james cameron is the original terminator mm. really yes mm. because it's it's so it's such an original story. And it is. The world, built, like, like the whole Cyberdyne systems, the T-1000, or the Terminator coming back in time. It, it's just such a cool story. And it's a, it's like a tight one hour and 40 minutes. It's not like all the other one of his movies that are like literally two hours and 30 minutes. And Schwarzenegger is awesome as the robot and Michael Bean is really good. And, uh, Linda Hamilton's really good. I just, I, it, there wasn't a single thing I dislike about it. Like the action is awesome. Some of the, like when he's cutting out his eye, obviously the prosthetics Oof, looks real bad. It looks very but, like, bad. The, I just, but there's, there's nothing I dislike about the movie. It is a product like, not of a, the eighties. So that is forgivable. Not I, a single thing. The the only thing I have against Terminator, I did put it relatively low, but it was it was it was hard to keep moving it down. Yeah, because you're a psychopath. I know. <laughs> I just I cannot. I Terminator Two was a better movie to me for me, and I, I it's just it's more fun. It really subverts the trope. Like I loved what they did with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like he's the good guy now. I'm fucking on board. I realized that it wouldn't be good without the first movie, but it just was way more fun. And what they did with the villain for Terminator Two what's i don't the cop i don't even know who's the actor who plays him uh, whatever james, james patrick okay him like i just every part of that was awesome i loved it just it, it just was a better movie for me and that's my personal opinion i hey Tanner, i i'm not gonna argue with you i, I switch 
probably every other day on which one I like more. They're both fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say um, the two Terminator movies are James Cameron's like only films where I'm like, I don't think they really need to take anything out of them. I mean, obviously the first Terminator is short enough that there's no way they could, but like yeah. even T2, I'm just like, there's there was no like too much fluff at any point to me. And um, T2 is just, it's fucking all time for me. It's It's one of the greatest action movies ever it's it i'm with drew it's just it's a better movie like terminator crawled so terminator 2 could like walk basically the only sorry go ahead only thing i can knock about terminator 2 is like and i know it's hard to cast children but like edward furlong yeah it's tough he's not very likable no and like and like i don't maybe they were saying shit like asta like no problemo and asta la vista in like 1991 i was like that I scene would. where he's telling him what to say in the car is a little cringy. I was Honestly, well, here, here's how out, I so kind I of really view that know. scene. It is James Cameron's view of what it's like. It's an older man director viewing <laughs> how kids talk today. That's what it kind of read like to me. And like, well, it's that kid. There's so many iconic things in this movie. Yeah. Like the, when he's walking in with the roses in the mall, I'm like, oh my fuck. I forgot about that. And like, that's the thing that's parodied a lot. Where did like, he get the, the roses? Like, <laughs> that's where I was like, going to say the from when they they're like in the mall and both the terminators like converge on edward fearlong's character john connor yeah to like through the end of the chase in the the like tunnels in in yes. los angeles like the waterways is like the greatest action scene ever that, that tunnel sequence ever. i was just ever like, hell yeah that's, that's and we're not even like, like entertaining chunk of a movie you'll ever see yeah, we are barely into this movie, and I'm just like on board with this tunnel chase scene. And it's not the only chase scene we get, but I was just no. so in love with it. And so, Pat, you would probably know this. Like when the movie was coming out, and like in the beginning of the movie, is it clear that like Arnold is the good guy, or is it still like you think he might be the bad guy when he first pulls the gun it's... out in front of John Connor? I think you're not sure until he's shooting the the when he says get down. Yeah, when he says Until get he says down. Get down. Cuz like yeah. you could potentially be thinking that they're both going to kill John Connor. Yeah. Dude, the fucking the opening where Arnold Schwarzenegger appears walks on that biker bar. That whole biker bar scene is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so fantastic. Good. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem if he, if Terminator 2 is the winner. But I also with the Terminator, I think the thing I like about the Terminator is I think like the Terminator was before James Cameron like had his chops. Mm. So like he, yeah. he like they were like, no, man, like you are going to follow this budget and you're not going to go over it. And so I think it it's like him being really creative and it's yeah. like a little shorter. There's like not as much crazy stuff. So like it's just a really tight, awesome story. And he like really nails it in. And then like by the like this movie he'd made aliens and terminator and he was just like i'm gonna produce this and i'm gonna do whatever well, i want even aliens the studio still are like nope you gotta take like this 20 20 minutes out like yeah, too and, long like and he and, put a director's cut out like three years later like super fast around like when like it was unheard of to do that back then yeah like terminator mm-hmm. 2 is two hours and 27 minutes long like that's a long movie yeah for sure but it's not three and a half hours long it is fantastic. And, like, I just – I love how it expands upon, like, the whole, like, you get introduced to, like, Cyberdyne systems and you go in and you see the arm and the chip. Yeah. And it's just, like – in the whole, uh, like, the nitro – the nitro um, glycerin, nitro glycerin, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That freezes them and then, like, 
my favorite it's like a great ending too when he goes down and it's like thumbs up it's just yes arnold arnold schwarzenegger like does a good it's kind of like a for for the t1000 is that what it is like it's kind of like a a finds humanity arc for arnold playing that role and i think he Mm -hmm. really deals it in by the end you're like he's more he he's more human but he, he still is very much a robot like i understand why you it, i it just it did it so much for me and i loved every part of it yeah the thing what of- that um i think the the i'll just quickly get this in the the one thing i think is the most telling for me that like i thought this was the best movie is because i just wanted to keep going i wanted to yeah. keep watching more terminator movies and i held off because i didn't want that to like get in the way of what we're talking about here because obviously this is james cameron's last uh terminator movie he did yeah yeah but just i also I, think uh you you're talking about him humanizing i just want to bring up the one little scene that i really liked rewatching it was when he's teaching him to like the high five and he's like too slow and like he misses and you can tell that the ter- like he's, he's just like, like pissed, pissed about it he's like why did you move your hand and then like when he does hit it edward furlong's like he just broke my hand it's just- yeah <laughs> and we would be remiss to not mention how badass Linda Hamilton is in this movie. She's so good. Like, like coming off of her performance in the first one and like after the, the epilogue of one where she's like, ah, there's a war coming. She's like in a desert in a fucking Jeep. It's just like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see that. And that's what we get in T2. Her just yeah. like full like prep. Um, she's. I mean, she's basically a doomsday prep yeah, at this point because she knows they definitely like, getting coming. When they're like about to go rescue her, they're like James Cameron's like, "Nah, we're not gonna have her be a damsel in distress though." Like she's fucking breaking out right then. Like, she's already breaking out, and she's a badass. Like she is just a 100%. badass. This whole movie and it's fantastic. Yeah. Like I really thought she was just gonna go to Miles Dyson's house and just like shoot him in the face. I was like, she's really gonna do this, but then yeah. she. She didn't, which was probably good for her character because that would have been pretty intense. There was a part because I'd seen <laughs> Terminator Two or like bits and parts. I couldn't remember if um, Sarah Connor died in this movie or not. There was definitely a part where I thought she was going to die, and I was just like, "No, don't do it yet. I want to. I want to see more of her." But luckily, yeah, she scampered off, which is good. Yeah, and, and this movie's like pretty dark. Like when yeah, she has the dream of like the nuclear holocaust, and it just like oh my shows. god everyone just like getting vaporized i was like that is intense and her scene like what could have been if she had been it's it's very uh, yeah it's just wonderfully shot yeah it's i mean it made 520 million dollars in 1990 yeah it it was huge i mean it was a monster and it was the most expensive film ever made at that point yeah which i'm pretty sure he did for every movie he made after that. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's right. just always up the ante. Uh, but should we talk about aliens? Because there's some people. I love aliens. That That's might my number think two. That aliens is I love aliens two. as number well. One. I mean, you liked aliens a lot, right, Drew? Oh, yeah. I put it as my number two as well. I just. I strongly. I, I will strongly say that Terminator 2 is my number is number one for me, but and it, it is above aliens. But God, Aliens is so fun. It's a very different movie from Alien, the first one. It's more Absolutely, shoot 'em yeah. up, not a spooky horror hiding movie. And that's what's crazy is that Alien works, but Aliens also works, even though they're so tonally different. 
Yeah. It, what I guess, what do you guys like better, Alien or Aliens? I think I like Alien more than Aliens, but it's 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 hard. I think I do too, but they're just like they're almost completely they're different so movies. different they're yeah. so different it's an action movie versus a horror movie is what it is to me yeah 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 it's a sci-fi action or sci-fi horror yeah and i would put alien above it because that's like one of the like best horrors of all time in my opinion yeah but aliens yeah. is so goddamn fun and the fact that's like a completely different director in like it's so weird that james cameron also like just like I, one of my like first movies i'm gonna do is a sequel and it's gonna be fucking amazing yeah it's also it's so like strange it was somehow even like grosser than alien and alien features like one of the grossest scenes of all time when the yeah first out is just guy but like out yeah the whole thing where you see like the queen and like those tubes of eggs it's just so gross it's disgusting but it's like well that when the android explodes and it's just all that um white stuff (laughs) yeah i I mean that's in the first one as well there's an android as well i thought yeah is there any explanation on the internet as to why they're filled with fluid and not like a robot certain there is i just don't know it also are they so is that a cyborg or is that a robot that is a android that is a yeah android Android, because androids are 100 robot made 100 robot yeah We've we've talked about it before. We've had arguments. Even though in Terminator they say that he is a cybernetic organism, cybernetic organism, he is not a cyborg. A cyborg had to have been human first. That is what it is. Also, the the guy that plays the the android in the Terminator, yeah, what's his name? Is uh, also in, or, or sorry, the android in Aliens is is one of the detectives in the Terminator. You're right. Yeah, what's his oh, name? Oh yeah. Um, um lance hendrickson is his name yes yeah he was in uh yeah he was in a a couple cameron movies but i just thought that was he was really good as the cyborg yeah or the the android the android and don't like correct me if i'm wrong because i i obviously i wanted to keep watching aliens movies after this of course because that's just how i am lance hendrickson (laughs) comes back in alien movies because he's like the guy who he's in alien three he's uh, like this the it turns out the android was based off of the CEO of the company that funds all of this alien this act oh this yeah space it's exploration. Um, what's the name of the fucking company? Um, I wanted to, I keep thinking of Engine, but that's Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, company in Alien. Hold on, I do want to say while while we're looking at it real quick, I do like the part the beginning part where they're in the, like the space station Wayland. colony type thing. Yeah. Like, I just love the aesthetics of it all. Like, her little oh, apartment sure. and all that shit. But, like, also how the hall has, like, trash in it and stuff. So, it's like, yeah, this is still, like, just a lived-in place. This is, like, where c- yeah. civilians live. It was, like, I... super cool. And, like, the business card thing, but it was actually, like, a way to call him and stuff. The, like, clear card. That shit was all cool. I thought that that this... Okay, so we got to talk about the Marines in this movie and how completely ridiculous they are, except for Michael Bean. But, like, <laughs> the the... They're, like, sergeant or lieutenant or whatever that's just, like, constantly chewing on a cigar. Holy is, shit. <laughs> it ridiculous. made me sick how much he was just gnawing on that thing. And but, then the, t- the two characters that carry those, like, weapons that, like, are somehow attached to, like, a hydraulic belt or something. Basically a minigun of some sort, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. What What is that? I don't know what that was, but... <laughs> It was cool, and yeah, it was, was cool. 
Bill Paxton, Paxton was a complete jackass in this whole movie, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, he crushes it. Yeah. I think this is his... Th- I mean, these three movies, Terminator 1 and 2 in this movie, are like some of, are like three of the best action movies ever made. And like, Yeah, yeah those are awesome. my top three for Cameron, for sure. But I just... I don't think... T- I, I think it's T2, and I don't think it's even close. I would agree. Yeah, I think I would T2, agree. for sure. Like, so... It's just a, one of the best actors. All right. Ever. So now we got to decide. So what are the well, so what are the the three movies that we're comparing, Drew? Okay. So for Nolan, we have his worst as Interstellar, his middlest as The Dark Knight Rises, and his best as The Dark Knight. For Cameron, we've got his worst as Avatar, his middlest as Titanic, and his best as T two uh, Judgment Day. All right. So those those are the rankings. Uh, how now are we going worst to worst, middle to middle, best to best? Yeah. Yes. All right. So Nolan Interstellar versus Avatar for Cameron. So I, I have mean, a clear winner in my head. Yeah, <laughs> Interstellar. As much I, as I, I don't think this one's even close. I'm annoyed by it. Like I don't like Avatar. I think it's an actively bad movie. So, it is interesting yeah. that both of these are space epics. Um, that is true. It's their only space. Well, no. Though I guess I don't. Know. Is no. Avatar a space epic? It's more, it's all on one planet. It is on they, a planet, but it's in. Sp- yeah, they are in yeah. space. Well, technically. Well, I mean, technically, space, we're in space here on Earth, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, if you want to <laughs> think of it that way. Uh, <laughs> like Interstellar is a good movie. Like so, yeah. We were saying that all of that, like both these guys have just nothing but good movies. But like Avatar is kind of actively bad. It's like the one movie out of all the movies these directors have done that are like actively bad yeah it like interstellar has its issues with like the plot doesn't make any sense all those things that we've brought up but like there's still stretches of it that are awesome and like well and the acting is all great for the most part the script is pretty good even though it doesn't make sense it's like it feels to me like nolan thought more about his plot here in interstellar than Cameron did with with Avatar. Cameron was just like, yeah, just say these things, but really, I just want it to look cool. Also, there's yeah. something to be said. I had heard a rumor, and maybe, I don't know, I'm not smart, but, like, apparently, like, scientists have, like, because of what happened with Interstellar and, like, all the stuff that came out with it, like, scientists are, like, have rethought about how they think about black holes. I, I don't that, know what came that, first. Like, did Nolan advance a theory that was there already? It was... I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember hearing something about that, yeah. I'd have to think about or read more about that. But I like, would say that Avatar is, is worse than any movie that Christopher Nolan has done, in yeah. my opinion. It's not even close. All right, so middle. We've got Titanic versus The Dark Knight Rises. This is a matchup I've never thought I would have to make in my life. <laughs> this yeah, is no tough. Case. This is a tough one. Ugh. If it comes I mean, down to it, I would... Honestly, want to pick The Dark Knight Rises, but that's just because I will always love a superhero movie. Yeah, nine times. Out I think of ten. if I think if we take our biases, it's hard to remove out. the bias. But like, yeah. So, I think more um, things are impressive about the Titanic yeah. than The Dark Knight Rises. I, I do think so too. My my logic is like, okay, I will a million percent always watch The Dark Knight Rises over the Titanic, but the Titanic yeah. is, I think, objectively a better movie. Yeah, and it is like literally one of the most popular movies ever made. So like yeah. 
that has to count for something, even though we're discounting it for Avatar, I suppose. I think we had more to knock against Dark Knight Rises than we did about Titanic. Yeah, but it also, yeah. I think, helps that James Cameron has far less movies than James... Or than... I always do that. Than Christopher Nolan. I mean, he only um, has two less it's, movies. It's two less movies, but... Oh, I guess it feels like a lot. I also didn't watch True Lies, so... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just... Like to me. The Titanic is long, but, like, there's not a ton I would cut. And, like, I don't watch the Titanic and get mad about a plot. Like, yeah. I get upset when they're just like, oh, Bane is actually just a mercenary. And then he gets shot by Catwoman, and then he's out of the movie. Then, oh, I didn't complain about this. Yeah. When The Dark Knight Rises, when it's like, hey, I took you out to the pit in the desert. Um, This dude's going to fix your back. Now you might be able to get out. Wh- what? Why yeah, was any Bane of that done? should just kill him. Yeah. How does he when he gets out of the pit? How, how does he fly back to Gotham? How does he get all this shit back? How does he get up there and spray paint the the gas with the dark the Batman symbol and that shit? There are a lot of things that do bug me in the Dark Knight Rises, like also, much more than the Titanic. Am I supposed to believe that Bruce Wayne couldn't get in good enough shape in the Batcave, but then he goes to a cave in the Middle East and he just like gets jacked doing pushups? Yeah, that too. Doesn't make any sense. He's just out of shape, man. And also, how does he have that live feed of Gotham constantly in that like remote prison thing? Bane set him up, you know. <laughs> Bane also underrated point about Bane. Really good at the trades, you know. Really, <laughs> he, he really good Marvel. with. Yeah, understands good at Wall Street. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, one I thing. Think, if you guys, I think Titanic uh, is better probably titanic is better one last point i wanted to make about bane um if you guys will remember bane actually appears in the fucking whatever it was 1990 whatever batman and robin film yeah so it's a blundering fucking idiot and i i appreciate it oh, that in yeah. this version he's he's shown he, like, to be the genius that. he is he literally is like a skinny guy that gets like pumped full of some type of yeah and like he can't talk like, he just like runs and shit yeah essentially and it's, it's like, but in the comics, Bane's like a genius. Yeah, that movie's he's a genius, really bad. a very strong, very like hardened genius. Though he's yeah. the only, he's the guy who deduces Batman's identity and like. Yeah. Takes he also he does really break Batman's back in the comics. Like that's it's a, such. I am looking at that comic. Yeah, that shot's taken straight yeah, from the that's comics. A, it's so a good. Famous thing. Um. Then <sighs> JGL in uh, rises. When uh, it's the end part, and they're like, "You should go by your other name, or your real name, Ugh. or whatever." That just shoot sucks. Me. I, yeah, I but, shoot me. But then they were like, "He's actually not. He's not Robin, though." Like they, yeah. they said that, and it's like, why would you do that? That that doesn't make what any sense. Fuck? But then some people yeah. um, don't like the final shot where it's Christopher Nolan like nodding to Alfred because I can never think of the actor's name. Uh, Christian sorry, Bale. Christian Bale. <laughs> No, I can think of nodding Christian Bale. I can't think of Alfred's Michael name. Kane. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. When he's nodding to him, like I, I like that part. That part's yeah, fun I to me. Too. I thought it was That's nice. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. Titanic. The actual is just, final it's a shot movie. is Joseph JGL just like being risen up on a platform. That's cool too. Yeah. But the whole Robin. part. I can understand like, what he says. It's not Robin in that this wasn't a sidekick to Batman. This is someone actively coming in and going to take the mantle of Batman without having prior been a sidekick. But at the same time, they are still alluding that, like in the comics, Robin has taken up the mantle of Batman. This is kind of I also similar. Really hate when Joe Gordon Levitt he like shoots that guy 
and then he like instantly looks at his gun and like throws it away it's like you're a cop you're a cop and you fired (laughs) a gun what the fuck did you think was gonna happen also like like, the final fight where the cops are like charge and instead of shooting their guns oh my god just shoot me again (laughs) them just doing a fucking medieval charge towards each other makes no fucking sense they should have been behind cover what the fuck were they doing if they had swords and the only thing they had was swords sure all of them had pistols and assault rifles though why were they running towards each other oh my god the movie kind of descends into madness there towards the end. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's just it's like they wanted, though. and it's it's a fun movie. It's a classic, yeah. like, good versus evil final charge towards each other, yeah. but it just makes no yeah. sense in a... Yeah. Ti- Titanic is better, though. Titanic yes. is, is better, which I, like you said, I never thought I'd be discussing those two movies. In no. <laughs> it's funny. not a comparison I ever thought was going to happen. I'm just thinking, it's kind of funny how, like, we went from praising uh, Dark Knight Rises priorly to this. To yeah. actually just tearing it apart the in this out. final discussion. It's just, yeah. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad or impressive that we are able to just, like, completely turn on a movie in a dime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's good. It shows we can see the flaws and things. Yeah. So, well, the number one. Right. This is tough. T2 versus the This Dark is Knight. not tough for me at all. <laughs> I, was, I know this isn't tough for Drew, but I, it's definitely tough for both me and Pat. <laughs> I think it's really hard. Like, both these movies are very near and dear to my heart. Ugh. Yeah, I love. Movies. I have childhood memories of T two also that like. Yeah, I used to go to the Terminator, the Terminator ride in Orlando, and it was fantastic. I remember as a kid, I went to a Planet Hollywood, and there was a like statue, a prosthetic thing of like the half T Terminator, half uh, cyborg, it half Arnold, yeah. half robot thing, like on display. And I remember me thinking as a kid, like, "Ew, gross." because i was a, i was a, a little wuss i was fun like fact, so i had no interest in seeing this movie fun fact james cameron directed the uh the ride of terminator 2 that is such a weird director <laughs> yep that'll be a bonus uh <laughs> well I, i'm sure that move that that ride is no longer around right no i bet the footage is somewhere it's really sad that they got rid of it well, yeah. The, yeah, the Back to the Future ride doesn't exist anymore either, and that's like one of the most depressing things in my life is that I'll never get to go on it. Yeah, second best movie of 1985. I'll beat your fucking I ass, think <laughs> when it comes, <laughs> uh, man, I don't know what I'm going to pick here. I really don't. I know. ask I think... you to only look at it, the, the. It's the thing you've argued most passionately for, Patrick, and that is Heath Ledger's performance. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think I'm. I go back to the Dark Knight more because of Heath Ledger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like I one guess... of the best best performances of the past like thirty years. Oh, for sure. It's one of yeah the best performances I've ever seen. The thing for me, what puts Dark Knight is what I'm going to say over the top is it doesn't like there. Sometimes when I've seen T2, it's been like ah, okay, this movie feels like it's two hours and some odd minutes. Dark Knight doesn't feel like that to me. And, like, it even goes. though there's, like, the fake ending, I remember in theaters seeing it and being, like, when they get the Joker in prison, I'm like, oh, damn. All right, cool. They're wrapping it up. That's a that's a dope ending. And then it keeps going, and I'm not even mad about it. Like, that's a pretty good sign for a movie. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I think there's more scenes in The Dark Knight that, like, I can sit down and just be like, oh, I want to watch this scene than in Terminator 2. Yeah. In T2 yeah. Even though there's a lot the in most... T2. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, but I do think Dark Knight beats it for that. They both have awesome music too. Yeah, yeah. 
I think, yeah. but I, yeah, so. I think, I think Nolan is probably, which is, it's crazy that James Cameron is. Here's the thing. Here's, <laughs> here's what I think. I think all of the movies that we looked at for Nolan are all consistently Nolan. And I said this at the front. There are mm-hmm. some movies of James Cameron where I'm just like, ah, this is a James Cameron movie. Really? Like the- even, even Nolan's first movie, which was. Memento. Well, technically following, yeah. but we're, we're but for Memento. our the following, Memento. following, but Memento for what we're doing. That one can that that feels maybe even the most Nolan to me. It's like his style has been apparent from the get go. Yeah, Cameron just feels like he's taken a few side turns along the way before he's kind of arrived at Avatar, which we can talk all day about Avatar. But <laughs> Avatar is, is is kind of that is that is Nolan's or uh, Cameron's style. I'd say Cameron Cameron has never made like a a small movie like Memento feels like a small like there's True. not a lot of set pieces it was really cheap but like Cameron's like I'm gonna blow all the shit up in my movies and yeah they're gonna be long and they're gonna be expensive but they're gonna be awesome you're gonna hate it <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I'm sure there are some people that hate James Cameron movies like just because yeah, they're so I'm long sure. there's people right, I'm sure I, I there's people that alone, who just yeah. Nolan is not their cup yeah. of tea so I so we we agree that Nolan Nolan is definitively the better director and it's scientifically proven now. So you cannot you cannot say that James Cameron is Whoops, better. Cameron's than Cameron's ass. Had a fun time watching all these movies, of course. But yes, yeah, I mean I th- that's yeah. the I kept saying to you guys like the biggest thing I'm getting from this is these two just only make bangers of movies. You know, Avatar aside, they're all just yeah. fucking great films. Yeah, and maybe we're just gonna get. Because millions of people are going to listen to this, so like all the people yeah. are going to maybe maybe say that we're the assholes for not liking Avatar because it did make like two point eight billion dollars. So yeah, but I feel like it is a consensus now that it's not that great. Like yeah, it's I feel, at the time it was like, hype about it, and now it's like most people are like, yeah, it's it's at most a fine movie. It was a fad. Yeah. Really, yeah. and I also hate it for like it forcing that bullshit three D into like every movie for the next ten years. Yeah, I hated three D from the start. I always have. Yeah, you, you stand by that. Stand by that. It makes the movie less fun to watch. And I think, I think yeah. you need to go back and rewatch Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That 3D. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's though. the red and blue 3D, right? Younger Pat saw Spy Kids 3D. Dude, a lot of times in theaters. I saw that too. I loved it. <laughs> and on that note, we should probably end this podcast <laughs> as soon as we delve into. <laughs> we're, Spy we're talking Kids. about we're talking about Spy Kids 3D here. Yeah, we'll do the, yeah. the Spy Kids movie for our next episode. All right, so in, in conclusion, uh, Nolan Trumps, uh, Cameron uh, snoozes. Both great Suck directors, it. but Nolan Nolan on top for sure. Suck it, James um, Cameron. So this has been Direct Off. Uh, I'd say, I guess we'll, we'll just... Uh, we'll see you next time. We'll say this is a wrap. That's and a wrap. Scene? Scene cut. Well, that's a yep. wrap. That's how we'll That's a wrap. That, that is a wrap.